Hey there. Want to open this episode like we usually do by saying, please check out patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. That is a way for you to support the shows and the network and all the work we do here. Um, there are some people who have done that, namely Rick Boquist, Wade Young, Cassie Halliday, Michael Benavidez, and Matthew Bookin. They all went to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, and you can too. It only takes like a second or so. Thanks. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are continuing our discussion of Baldur's Gate 2, Shadow of Om. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's Om, baby. <laughs> uh, it's Om like Donkey Kong. Um, <laughs> Donkey.com. <laughs> Shadow, Shadows of Om like Donkey.com. <laughs> um, yeah. And this episode we're talking about Chapter 2, baby. Yeah. The bulk of this game. <laughs> Yep, the the major part of the game. The thing that I think uh, both is, like, I think this is a really impressive chapter in terms of game design. Uh-huh. And I think is really, really great uh, in, in multiple ways. I think this is uh, a real miracle of pacing. Mm-hmm. I think it is a, a real miracle of, like, ludonarrative harmony. Yeah. Uh, and it is also uh, my favorite thing as far as capturing, like, a wide array of Dungeons & Dragons feels. Yeah. Like, so this feels like sitting down at the table and just having, uh, you know, your DM goes and picks up something from drag, you know, dungeon magazine or mm-hmm. a module and, uh, and runs it for you each week. Yeah. Like just, a, just a lot of ideas that are comforting to somebody who really enjoys D and D or D and D themed and flavored things. Um, yeah. I'm super impressed that each major area's major quest is one that introduces you to a new playable character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of subtle in that it introduces you to a new player character. It also uh, is tied to a stronghold, right. so they're tied to different classes. And <laughs> the amount of money you get to this, so we're being thing, kind of taking a completionist route to this. Um, one doesn't have to. No, um, you can also most of these major quests will give you a big chunk towards your your fee. Yeah, uh, and then paired with some minor ones, and you can actually get that fee fairly quickly. Like it, the game will be more challenging if you do that, but mm-hmm. you can. Uh, you know, there is a version of this game where in chapter two, you choose your stronghold quest, um, do that to its completion and five more smaller ones and get your money mm-hmm. and move on. Like that is a thing that can be done. Yeah. Um, and that is, I, I, so definitely I'm happy that I did all or most of this in order to talk about it. Also, I feel very well equipped to go on and kind of get into the more linear portion of the back the back half of mm-hmm. this game because i can already tell based on what we cover at the end of this chapter three with the guild war etc like we're gonna start getting into like upper level D stuff very much so like you're gonna start fight you know fighting lots of mind flares and beholders and shit and it's really good to be really well equipped yeah 
Um, before we get into it and kind of talk about just the general structure and setup of this, um, somebody in the Slack actually pointed out that we made kind of an assumption in the first episode and did not talk about how the combat works because it's based in second edition D&D. And of course, everyone listening knows what second edition <laughs> D&D is. Um, but essentially, like, you know, we described it as an RTS. That's very accurate. Uh, what happens kind of under the hood is uh, you set your character to do something. Um, the game makes the dice rolls yes. behind under behind the screen. So your character goes to swing. It compares your character's stacko to the enemy's armor class, uh, takes into account any kind of buffs or anything like that or extenuating circumstances that determines whether you hit. Yes. Um, and this happens on a round structure. Um, you have a certain number of attacks or things you can do per round. Rounds are six seconds of this game. Yes. So uh, when you queue up an action, like if you decide to do something manually, it will trigger over the next, you know, sometime in the next six seconds, depending on initiative, I believe. Um, um, initiative is the first, uh, when you act in the first round. Okay, cool. And then, uh, then everything else is... So yeah, be, be, because like it's not like just the the game stands still for six seconds and then everybody yes. acts at once. Like like there there seems to be kind of a cascading TikTok as opposed to like an overall TikTok. Yeah, and it, it, you're, yes, yeah, absolutely. Like initiative is either where you act in the round in this, um, mm -hmm. or it might be your speed factor and your weapon. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's one of those two things. So there's like, just a lot of stats. Like one of the things that's great good about it is you don't have to know that. Right. Um, pay attention. You can control for it. You know, like a better number is better. So mm -hmm. you know something that increases. Uh, your speed factor. The only reason why I wonder why um, initiative is not that in this game is because there's no items that affect it. Right. Um, you know, in a game that is more like Temple of Elemental Evil, which is more strictly third edition D&D &D, um, uh, and much slower kind of turn based combat um, there, you can get feats and stuff to improve your initiative because yeah. it does have measurable effect here i'm not exactly sure what it does you don't really need to know yeah but you just know that sometime in the next six seconds you can see when you have an action queued up it'll make a little icon on your dude that's and that's important yeah. because in terms of action queuing you only have one uh it's not like yeah. you can you know pick a character and say heal now and then attack this person you're kind of yeah. always uh, always you know looking at either what they're doing right now or you want the, what, what you want to do with them immediately which is what makes either auto pausing or you know really riding that space key which is what pauses combat really important in this if things mm -hmm. are not working out for you or if you have a specific strategy in mind and things change really quickly yeah. so queuing up like three actions or four actions wouldn't work right you know it, it, you would by the time you got to that second or possibly third action the situation on the battlefield will be different and invalidate what you had planned yes the, so it's like this it's not like the sims like where it's just like you know get up <laughs> eat take a shit yeah. take a shower like and you just kind of set those things in order wake like, up eat a sandwich go to bed yeah no, yeah no, no orcs are attacking you in the sim pretty heavily you have to dispel the stone skin on your toilet <laughs> before you can take a shit in it you know because otherwise it's oh, no. right or it has mirror image so you have to choose which toilet and if you choose wrong you know oh, i i hate the i hate the idea of casting stone to flesh on a toilet <laughs> and then just having it just like <laughs> what, what do i feed you <laughs> You, you know, know what you <laughs> <laughs> fucking yuck, man. <laughs> Take two guesses. <laughs> <laughs> Toilet gold. Book of, we're getting into the book of vile darkness shit. Yeah, like, yeah. We just <laughs> constantly. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. man, yeah. his, his name's um, Peter. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. So, yeah, I only bring up the action queuing thing because the RTS comparison is really salient, at least in terms mm -hmm. of interface and in terms of how much involvement you have, um, mm -hmm. you know, on a moment to moment. Yeah. 
So it's essentially that's that's what's happening. Yeah. So that's that's what combat looks like. RTS is a really great comparison. Um, and the uh, uh, but what is actually determining what happens is RTS, except things have a chance of succeeding or failing. Yes. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in detail when we first get to our first like wizard fights, because those are the the kind of count, you know <laughs> moves and counters kind of uh, premiere fights. Yes, like the, the those game. those the ones were like mutators are added. <laughs> yes, where, where where you have to kind of like make contingency plans on the fly, and like when we talk mm-hmm. about like queuing up actions, each character has their own kind of move set. Uh, you can also you know queue up drinking potions or using scrolls, and you can select which weapon they're going to use. Like, okay, I don't mm-hmm. want you to be ranged right now. You really need to get in there and draw aggro off of my wizard. So get up there and you know start start busting some heads, things like that. And that- and that actually, like mentioning that, actually maybe unlocked something in my head. I think that when you where you act in the uh, the round might be determined by a speed factor instead of initiative. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I think that is because drinking a potion is almost always instant. You can't spam them, so you right. can't drink multiple ones in a round. But if you are fighting and your guy's gonna die, if you click potion, they drink a potion like pretty much right away. Yeah. yeah. So I think a potion probably just has a very very fast speed factor. Mm, yeah. Whereas that would be initiative. Spells... It would be tied to the act. Yeah. Whereas spells have to cook for a little bit. Yeah, and spells have different speed factors as well, yeah. and it actually can be a really big deal. Um, yeah, that's definitely what it is, actually, is your weapon speed factor or spell speed, fa- speed factor or anything like that determines when it happens in the round. Yeah. Because you can get items that affect your speed factor, mm-hmm. uh, and once you have that, you can then uh, cast things pretty much right away. Yes. With zero delay. So, um, yeah, that's why uh, Time Stop, Robe of Vecna, means you can fire all of your magic missiles with no cost, <laughs> and it's real good. Nice. So this episode is going to take us through chapters two and three, um, mm-hmm. basically right up until you start resolving this kind of conflict that you're that you're seeing on the streets of Alcatla between the Shadow Thieves um, and this new upstart guild that is making problems for the city. Mm-hmm. And everyone's talking about it. Yes, like you go to you know you talk to randos on the street, you know people people are are tweeting you, people mm-hmm. are sliding into your DMs saying like, hey, what up with this guild war? Mm-hmm. And you'll see evidence of it to you, like things happen in the margins. Um, you will see random encounters and little cutscenes when you enter areas or yeah. between areas, um, where you'll see evidence of this. Yes. Um, you know, uh, either, and the general arc of it that is kind of a patina over the entire chapter is that the new guild is li- is trying to uh, lure people away from the shadow thieves. Yes, they're poaching. Um, yeah, and we will. We there's actually a pretty good payoff for that, um, which we will get <laughs> in chapter uh, four, I think. Um, but they, uh, yeah, so they are, they were trying to lure people away from the thieves guild poaching. Um, some are resisting, some are going for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it is just kind of war in the streets. Yes. So, so that's um, kind of the general din around the, around the city. Um, the way that I broke this down for the notes, Gary. So I went to the mm-hmm. great Dan Simpson fact that oh, yeah. breaks stuff down into like different areas. Uh, mostly I either put a quest where the, uh, in the area where it starts or in the area where it primarily takes place. Um, so that is kind of the order that we're going in, uh, kind of working from Joaquin's promenade where, which is where we emerge from Irenicus's dungeon, um, Mm -hmm. and working outward to finish this section with like trade meat. Perfect. Yeah. And somebody out there, take this idea and run with it. Do bonfireside chat with areas in Baldur's Gate. Please. And just talk about the quests and uh, characters and, like, books and stuff that you find. Like, it wouldn't be as long of an episode, but mm-hmm. that would be a fun thing to do. Yeah. Because yeah. there's, you know, there's stuff there. 
Um, yeah, that's a great that's a great structure because I tend to go area by area and just clean them methodically because of video game heuristics. Yeah. Well, also, you know, there's something about the way that these are paced, which are each area kind of feels like roughly like a like an evening worth of play. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and and sometimes like slightly more than that. Sometimes when you you are sent to leave the city, some of these quests are you know are bigger than yeah. that. But for the most part, yeah. Like this this is a sit down for a sesh. And clear uh, the government district. Yes, you know, for example. Um, so yeah, so you start off in Joaquin's uh, promenade. Um, just real, you know, non-quest related. This is where you're going to find the Adventurers Mart, which we talked about right about Rybald's Adventure Mart. Mm-hmm. Adventurers Mart. Um, this is where you're going you're to be going here constantly. Yes. Uh, to resupply, identify items, um, re-equip your guys. Mm-hmm. So just get very familiar with this. Um, there is a circus in town uh, during this place. There's like little Easter eggs. There is a tiny like moose and squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to reference the um, cool. You know, the, the cool beatnik comedy. Of, <laughs> the, uh, the cool, totally relevant in 2000 beatnik comedy of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of, of uh, Rocky and his of, of, tiny of, friend. Of, 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 of Rocket Squirrel and his big dumb moose. Yep, and, and a big, big, big dumb 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 moose right um there are things like that and i also just just to make a note because we're not covering it and and you know i want to make sure it's said there's a lot of stuff that is not quest related that you can do that are just like characters like you can go into an inn you can talk to people um you can ask for rumors which will point you towards quest you can talk Mm -hmm. to people on the street you can pickpocket people like if they look rich uh they're more (laughs) likely to have gems and stuff like that if they're poor they're more likely to have like one gold piece right (laughs) um there's lots of things you can do that are not quest i don't tend to play that way yeah but they do go a lot of way towards making this feel like a more complete world where that kind of stuff is in a pot is an option yes so Um, just you know if we don't talk about your favorite dudes you know your favorite like guy who like tells a joke or something like that that you can run into Mm -hmm. just know that like you know it's a big game we're not going to get literally everything right right yeah, um, and it does a good job of like naming characters who are worth interacting mm-hmm. with, as opposed to just being kind of like beggar or the ultra cool harlot. Yeah, Har- <laughs> don't 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 talk to harlot. Nothing <laughs> happens when they talk to harlot. So, um, yeah. So the the prominent thing as soon as you get out, you see this, and this is on purpose, I think, because mm-hmm. this is a good first quest. It's like appropriately leveled for when you leave the dungeon. No, um, is this question or this quest with this circus tent here? Yeah, there's a young boy crying outside a circus. Usually they cry inside the circus. Um he's missing his <laughs> yeah. he's missing his mom. He went in for she went in for a show and she didn't come back out. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. this is some kind of, some kind of punishment like we're going to go to the circus but you don't get to go in. I go in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just like you know, it's, it's that uh that Nancy comic. <laughs> Except it ends it ends darkly. <laughs> um as you as you head to that, you talk to the guard stopped you and just says like, "Hey, listen, there's something going on here. We don't really understand. It's too dangerous." Uh-huh. Um, there's an animal trainer named Fergus uh, who fled during a special performance um, during this. And he said he saw all the patrons transforming as he left. Fergus, of course, a reference to Fergus Urquhart, uh, like Black Isle and all that oh, jazz. Yeah. Um, the jazz. Uh, so you can say, hey, I got this. And the cop <laughs> says, okie doke. Yep. Because uh, vigilanteism is a cool thing in RPGs. Yeah. Well, I mean, the guard, the guard is incompetent. <laughs> Yeah, the guard. Yeah, the guard is not good. He's Why can't you away. people take the law into your own hands? Yeah, that's literally what he. Yeah, that's literally what happens. Uh, when you come in, though, uh, something's afoot. Uh, this tent is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Yeah, like there's the, like the, it's really big, and inside is outside, and inside the outside that's inside, there is also a smaller, more opulent tent. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it is a nesting tent. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a genie that blocks you and says it gives you a riddle, uh, and he warns you of the one named Kala, the master yeah. who is uh, who is presiding over this place. 
of my least favorite kind of riddles too. It's like one of those like the brother is twenty and the sister is twenty years older, but when the sister is fifty, the brother will be forty. Like those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I hate those riddles. It's just, it's I love just the like riddles sh- in this game. There's yeah, tons of them, but this like shitty logic grids. I, I'm okay not doing. Yeah, the ones that are just like paperwork as opposed to being like about being clever. <laughs> yep, yep. So he, he gives you some paperwork, um, and inside you see an ogre. Um, when you talk to it, it ha- is voiced. Yes. Um, and says, you know, please, you know, I, I know what I look like, um, but my name is Ari. Um, please help me. Um, and you can, you know, you always have the option to be like, enough lies, monster. I'm not going to be fooled by you, stupid <laughs> ogre. And you can slay a companion right here if you want to. Yeah. Um, yeah. But instead, uh, she says she needs a key to her handcuffs. But because of the metaphor laid over this, it will look like a sword. Yes. Yeah. Um, and around in this area, there are also a bunch of other things that are uh, done up in illusions. So, like, there's a spider who is actually the mom. You know, her mm-hmm. name's Hannah. Like, oh, I tell me my son is okay. I can't go out as a spider. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Hello, son. I will make you blankets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and you have to get the key uh, to Ares uh, chains, I suppose, by going and killing these two peasants who are actually who are actually ogres themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and you and you fight them, and they they uh, you get the key, you come back, and this is your first companion. You can uh, get other than Yoshimo. This is Eri. Yes. Um. So Eri is uh, a member of, of an elven race called the Avriel. Avriel. I can't remember exactly how it's pronounced, but it, they're winged elves. Yes. Uh, who have had her wings uh, cut off, and she is really interesting. She's a multi-class uh, cleric mage. Hmm. Um. So she doesn't excel at either of those things like perfectly. But the cool thing about her, I took her in my party this time, um, and the cool thing about her is that there are a bunch of mage spells that um, we talked about them last episode that work on, like, contingency. Like, you either uh, string multiple spells together and just make them one button, they fire all at once, mm-hmm. or you make them fire on certain effects, and it just spells. So if you are a cleric, you can plug cleric spells into those as well. Oh, nice. So I can set her up to whenever she sees an enemy, she blesses the party, and oh. it happens right away without having to... Uh, to go in and do the do the work or wait. That's that's great. <laughs> so like the the counter you know the counter side of that is that she is uh, she's just got sixteen in both those stats. She doesn't excel at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people find her obnoxious. Her kind of arc is that she starts off extremely unconfident and gets confident, mm-hmm. um, especially during Throne of Ball. Right. Um, and she uh, is also an option for a player romance. And the interesting trick or twist to this is that uh, another character will cock block you. Is that um, another Anaman, character? Right? Animan steps uh, not in. Animan, uh, Her- Her- ah, yeah. Uh, is is a horn dog and will uh, and and also clearly a precursor to that uh, the one rogue from Dragon Age, the, the <laughs> oh, yeah. rogue. But um, the uh, but yeah, he will come in and start interfering with romance. Um, and originally you're supposed to be able to get her pregnant, I believe. Oh, huh. and and also have the option to turn her into a bird. Um, like she wants to fly so much and you could give her the, the option to fly, but it's like twisted monkey paw way. Yeah. I don't know exactly how it works, but you could, you would have to give her up to give her what she wanted. <laughs> um, and there are a couple of things like that. There's um, a character called Keldorn who will run into who I took at my party this time. And if you want, you can give him what he wants, but you have to release him from your service mm. uh, to do so. And it's like a tough decision because he's tough. really good. Yeah. He's a, yeah. He's a really good uh, character. So, um, yeah, she she is good. If you if you find that you like her personality, she can be very useful. Yeah, I didn't take Airy because for my uh, I was a wizard myself, and for healing I was going to get Viconia. Like generally, mm-hmm. I went evil and you went good uh, yeah. in terms of party composition, and if there was a choice. Um, and uh, additionally, if you have Airy and Corgan in your party, Corgan basically bullies her into yeah. an ultimatum: either he he goes or I go. 
Yeah, they are they're incompatible uh, characters. Right. And this and other characters who are evil will give her shit. Um, right. Somebody in the Slack also is like, I hope you guys talk about like a lot of that stuff. And I can only talk about what I've run into. Like mm -hmm. there are characters I've never taken. Right. This game is so long that this is my third full playthrough of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like something I played a million times because it's not like Fallout 2. Like right. it's really long. So like, you know, there's just characters I've never taken with me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like you can iterate and just like try a new playthrough of, of yeah. Baldur's Gate 2. Like it's a it's a demanding thing. Yeah. Um so anyway, yeah, so she's, she can be good. Um, that's kind of her story. There's some more stuff like that, too. Like, she hates the Underdark. Um, <laughs> she's imagine. not into that. Like, it, it's uh, you have to really force her to go underground because, you know, for a race of winged elves, like, that's very traumatic for her. Mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of a, you know, it's it's you pretty much just have to say, like, do it for me. And it feels kind of hinky. Yeah, yeah. You know, to do it. But, um, yeah, yeah, that's G kind of her and her arc. Generally, if, if, you know, if I was taking on somebody's quest, like, this is Ares' beginning quest, right? I would mm -hmm. take them on into my party. I think I had room at this point, and it was mm -hmm. good to have a cleric and a caster. Um, but generally, uh, in the future, I would find somebody who I could dismiss and send them back to the Copper Coronet or send them send them back home and then go get them mm -hmm. afterwards. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Like playing with five people and having a rotating slot is actually really smart. Yeah. Um, so you continue uh, into into the, the tent. Um, you fight some werewolves and shades. Um at this point, um, you know, and there are illusions. You can mention you mention this to Ari, and she says like they're illusions, but because they seem so real, they will hurt you. Yeah, which is the, the rules. The 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 holodex safety features are turned off. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Eventually, you get to Kala, and we actually learn uh, what kind of happened here. Um. <laughs> he is he's a minor caster. It's your first caster battle, but he's nothing. Right. Um. And you uh you kill him, and you find out what happened. Um. He was this kind of jester. Um. This mage, like illusionist. And everyone treated him like shit. Yeah. So he crafted like a uh, like a perfect world where he would be the king. Yeah. The 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 straw that broke the camel's back. Like why everything went wrong at that one performance. He was you know doing an illusion spell and it fizzled and everybody laughed. Um, and he was like, "You're not going to kick this gnome around anymore." And he turned mm -hmm. himself into a god of his own little pocket domain in the middle of this, in mm -hmm. the middle of this uh, promenade. Um, so pretty cool little short story. Yeah. You know, you don't get too much text, but it's a cool, you know, it's a good reason to go on a, a really small dungeon. Yeah. Um, and casters generally Ari have like, you know, uh, good magic loot a little bit as well. So you're starting mm -hmm. to like outfit your folks too. Yeah. Especially your mage. Yeah. Like, you know, that's how you're going to get cool magic stuff a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. um, and we find out, um, you know, so Ari finds her uncle here, Quail, who is here. Quail is an NPC from uh, Baldur's Gate 1. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like a lot of little like ties to Baldur's Gate one, these little things. And Quail says, you know what, actually, like you've been sheltered your whole life. You have very little, I have little left to teach you. Um, you know, he is also a cleric illusionist. Yeah. Um, so, and he, and he says, uh, you know, I can, um, you know, it's off for you to go off on your own and then you can take care of it with you if you want. Um, the other, the big reason why you want to do this and one of the reasons they give it to you. And I think this is an interesting mechanical concession. The reason why this quest is right outside the main gate is that. Kala has a ring of human influence, mm -hmm. um, which is a ring that sets your charisma to 18. I think they understood that like charisma as a stat is uh, a popular dump stat mm -hmm. in this game and is not um, used for very many things, but it does affect shot prices. Right. And they wanted you to be able to just like shunt that over. Right. You know, like throw that on. I mean, if you're playing a sorcerer, like it, it's an important stat, but otherwise like. I mean, I believe actually that might be a later edition rule, but I because I, I didn't play a sorcerer this time, I can't remember. Yeah, but they they want you to be able to like get these shot prices, mm -hmm. you know. So you get you get a ring, so you can safely make charisma a dump stat if you know what you're doing. Yeah, I think the 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 way that they like the way that charisma is justified in this is that charisma is the leadership stat and not like the social skills stat. Mm -hmm. So there are not very many checks against it, but it is tied to prices. 
Yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, there's also a couple other like minor things in in town. Um, there is an entire uh, quest with Cerned, which I also didn't do. I can't really speak to. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about Cerned when we get to trade meet. Um, I've never taken him at my party though. Yeah. Um, and there's a, a very very minor quest. You can find a Horn of Valhalla um, in the Bridge District, I believe, and you can upgrade it here. Mm-hmm. Somebody can actually make it better, and it summons a Berserker Warrior, and it gets better Berserker Warriors. Mm. Um, one thing that is worth doing also is in the uh, there's an inn here, um, the uh, Den of the Seven Veils, <laughs> and upstairs there is a jerk uh, named Menkar Pebble Crusher, yeah, who tries to provoke you into a fight, and you want to let him um, because he will uh, start a fight with you and you will be able to kill him and get good stuff. Hmm. So it's a really tough fight though, like it's tough right outside the gate. So I usually will try to do it based on choosing the battle system or, or finding some kind of like using consumables. Yeah. Uh, cause you get, um, you know, just about, it's like your first like full plate mail. I think you can get your fighter and you get, um, Oh, one of the reasons why is you can get, if you, uh, memorize a remove curse spell, you get a cursed berserking sword plus three. It like makes whoever has it berserk. Yeah. But it's your first plus three weapons. You can go and kill things that need plus three weapons as oh, long nice. as you can uncurse them. Yeah. So, okay. That's good. Yeah. Uh, would yeah. you be able to do that at, at a temple or is that just something you got to find a you got to find a, a scroll for it, it's both and yeah. clerics can just memorize it i believe yeah, yeah. so I, I think it's a cleric spell i didn't do it this this go around because i went and got the sentient sword from yes. underneath uh yeah, yeah i got one got just because he's a, an intelligent sword isn't he? <laughs> yeah why not <laughs> um yeah yeah um so moving on to the slums is the next uh, good logical place mm-hmm. uh, to go and you'll have to refresh my memory a little bit with this corgan quest because i did not take him um, I've done this quest before, but I did not do it this time. Yeah. So uh, pretty much everybody, uh, whatever kind of character you're playing as, you will be directed to the Copper Coronet as like a as a base. We're going to figure out what's going on here. It's not necessarily on the up and up, generally. It is, it is a hive of scum and, and also bad yes, villainy. And moral turpitude. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to pick up uh, a lot of, uh, potentially a lot of people here to help you out. A lot, a lot of companions. Um, and the first one that you're going to see after you have your little scuffle, when you walk in, um, either, you know, just on the floor of the, of the bar or down in the arena, uh, is Corgan, uh, mm-hmm. who is a chaotic evil dwarf. And he has been hired to look for this rare text called the book of Kaza. Yes. Yeah. And he is one of the most insistent people about doing his quest. Yes. You can take him, but you have to go do this thing for him. Right. Um, he's, I like Corgan a mm-hmm. lot. Like he's evil, but he's just kind of, he's a little bit of a jerk, but he's he, not like, I'm going to crack a baby over my knee evil. That's the interesting thing about evil characters in this game, which I really like in rolling around with an evil playthrough because i think okay how many doors is this going to close for me am i just going to feel shitty about the things that it's asking me to do because theming is important right generally mm-hmm. evil in Baldur's gate 2 as far as the party members that i've gotten it is more about self-interest and short-term mm-hmm. thinking and good is more about selflessness and either long-term or doing things uh basically for virtue itself mm-hmm. yeah you you get you you ask for rewards yeah yeah you know, when you're evil and, and Corgan is also kind of fun as well. Yeah. Like he's got a sense of humor and stuff. He's not like a mustache twirling evil. No, he's like, he's, he's smart and funny too. Like his manner mm-hmm. of speech is very good. He uses lots of big words. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you find out like in just in various, various dialogues, like, oh, he writes poetry and stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. he is a mercenary who really, really loves killing, but he's not necessarily like what you would picture as a kind of stereotypical chaotic evil. Uh, kind of kind of deal 
Yeah, they added that for the the remake. There's an enhanced edition NPC that is just like cracks baby over, babies over his knees. Is that Hexad uh, or is that Dorn? Uh, no, that's uh, that's Dorn. Okay. Yeah. Hexad doesn't have like Hexad has very little personality. Hexad's just a vampire. Yeah. Spoiler. Uh, but the the uh, yeah, there's very little personality to Hexad. Dorn is just very like let's kill, kill for killing. You yeah, know, and yeah. constantly talking about that. Mm-hmm. Like working a lot more. Um, so you head to the graveyard district, and one of the, this has that video game thing, and this happens all the time in Skyrim, where it's like. Stop trying to give me quests. I'm playing a video game. Like where a, que- a quest sends you to a new area, and you're like, I just want to do the thing I'm here to do. Stop giving me more hooks. <laughs> Stop giving me. I more. will do this methodically, area by area, please. Yeah. And also, I got um, incredibly anxious because Corgan is so insistent. A lot of other companions, if you're doing a quest for them, they will kind of like bug you about it, which is which mm-hmm. is nice. Like that that makes sense. Uh, but I had no idea like how many of those were quests that if you did not do them in time, they would just leave. So I know yeah. Corrigan is going to leave. There are a few of them uh, that that will do that. I just went on the wiki for every quest and I was like, okay, how serious is this? Because like you do get all these quests and like time is ticking. I was a little bit afraid to to rest, honestly. Yeah. Because I didn't know if I would wake up and he'd say, fuck you. Yeah, I think I think when it's time, I think he will give you a like ultimatum. Okay. About the the final time, but I don't actually remember because I usually he is one of the more insistent, and I don't know if that's actually a mechanical thing, like you have less time, or it just feels like you have less time. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's just really really pushy. Yeah, yeah. About it, and it's kind of tough because you can get him really early, and this is a tough mission. This is so hard. I didn't really have yeah. so I didn't have Viconia at this point. I did this entire thing, which is filled with A, spiders, which will give you, you know, lots of poison effects, but also you get down into this crypt that is full of undead, um, and because this is second edition, you have vampires that will just level drain you, uh, mm-hmm. which when you're playing as a wizard fucking sucks because it just takes away spells. Yep. Level drain is a really big deal. And you die if you get to zero level. Yes. Um, so level drain is a huge deal in this uh, in this game, actually. And finding ways to mitigate it. Like vampires are another one of those creatures like beholders or mind flayers where you just have to be really prepared for it. Yeah. yeah. And they give you this quest before you really can. Right. So you kind of have to, uh, you know, push through, I guess, and just kind of like brute force it if you do it this early. It's kind of weird. Um you know, getting a cleric will help a lot with that because they can cast lesser restoration. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the other thing you can do, I think this is before you can get an item that will stop you from doing that. But there are like abilities that you can get that make you immune to uh, to level drain. Yeah, I think you can cast um, what's a cleric spell too? like chaotic commands is not a wizard spell. So, yeah, you might just kind of be fucked yeah. <laughs> uh, for level drain in this and just have to like, you know, come back, make trips in and out of the dungeon. Yeah. You know, or bring lots of uh, like potions or scrolls. Yes. No, I ended up like using more than my entire reward going to the temple um, mm. in order to reverse the level drain. <laughs> it's intense. Yeah. yeah. So that that's the big thing with vampires. That's the uh, the hook to those. And that's a major antagonist in this game. Yeah. Um, as they can do that, you will also eventually get items that just make you immune. Mm-hmm. So, and it's pretty much their only trick. Like they're not that tough outside of that. Mm-hmm. And they have other, some other things they can do, but you can get to the point where you can just make somebody immune to level drain and they can almost solo this shit. Yeah. It just comes later. Yeah. Um, Corgan as a companion is really good. So he's a he's a barbarian, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes into rages and stuff. He's incredibly simple. Like he will just run up and attack whatever you tell him to. No real wrinkles on top of that. He's just incredibly durable. And he starts out as a master of battle axes, which gives him all kinds of benefits to hit and damage. Mm-hmm. And battle axes are a really powerful weapon. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. What? What? What else? Or no, he's a he, yeah. He's a berserker. Berserker, so not a barbarian. So yeah, it's a fighter kid. So it's it's cool. Okay. Yeah. Cool stuff. Um, and he can go into a berserker rage mm-hmm. and stuff and do his berserker barrage. Yeah. And go into the berserker garage <laughs> and the, the berserker berserker man cave. Um, the uh, so yeah, you go and you get the book. Yes. You find the book on a tomb. Yeah. Eventually, you go to the tomb where the, the book should be located. Mm-hmm. It's been it has been stolen. Yeah. Yep. So because the, the the thing about Corgan, he is a bad person who pretty much only attracts bad people. Um, yep, he makes enemies. <laughs> he, make, he makes enemies. So, uh, you know, you go to find the initial client, um, Pimlico. Uh, all of his men have been killed. Uh, and you have to yep. find Corgan's old, old buddy, Slagbag. Um, Shagbag. Shagbag. There we go. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, Slagbag also sounds like a good name, but I love Shagbag. And I love the way the voice actor for Corgan says it. Shagbag. <laughs> Shagbag. Yeah, <laughs> they're up on top of the copper coronet. Uh, one of the other companions, like one of Shagbag's crew, has a, has a very funny name as well, but I forgot mm. to write it down. Um, and as you fight him off, you know, he says like, hey, if you're going to roll with Corgan, you have to understand he killed three of his companions for seemingly no reason in the sleep in their sleep. Um, and Corgan has absolutely no like nothing to say about that. It's kind of yep. like, yep, shit happens. Yeah, <laughs> just axe is gonna axe. Yeah, you know, throat's gonna throat. Yeah, you know. Just, uh, um, so I was yeah, holding my axe out, and he walked right into yeah, it. So yeah, the uh, nothing happens. Like there's, it'd be kind of cool if like there was some fucking law track shit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it doesn't happen. That's not actually Corgan. You know, he you get the sense where he had his reasons, and you just don't get to know them. Yeah, yeah. Or he doesn't feel you like know? he has to justify himself to you. Yep. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So the uh you uh you can also go here and you can uh run to a character named Nalia here. Uh Nalia and it's really interesting the the barks when Nalia um comes up to talk to you. Um Nalia is an interesting character. I didn't take her with me this time, but mm-hmm. her whole thing is she is like a rich girl who is like trying on social justice. Yeah. Like when she's begging at the thing, she's like, I've helped so many of you. Like I I give to the poor. Why won't you come and free my keep? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, like, yeah. why would you come and let me get my opulent house back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. very, very kind of, kind of off base a little bit, a little, yeah, little bit, like, like, well, like well intentioned, but doesn't quite understand that you cannot cosplay as yeah, exactly, uh, you know, as, as somebody who is not from means. Uh, and depending yep. on the sense, you know, like she, she does end up without without her home. Um, but regardless, like the, like the, there are characters. I think maybe even Corgan. Somebody says like, "Yeah, you're you're doing all this stuff, but like you still don't understand exactly what people are going through." Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. um yeah. Uh. So Nalia herself, she is a bit of a replacement for Imowin right now, mm-hmm. uh, because she is a uh, you know she, she's a mage and a thief, pretty much exactly yeah. the same mechanically as as she well, as as she, she was. She dueled over earlier is the only thing. So yeah. her thieves skills are pretty shitty. Yeah. Um, that's part of the reason why I have not taken her uh, with me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is that um, she uh, or I don't haven't used her is because like she's a good, like, good mage. Like she's a fine mm-hmm. mage, but she just her thief skills will not do it. No. And if you have you know, Yoshima you with you, like, you, yep, you know, he's, he's going to carry you for the long haul, you know? Yep. Um, but this is one of those things where if you take her with you on this quest, um, it's a little bit better. So her t- her keep where she lives, the uh, Dearness, uh, has been invaded. Right. So she needs a force to kind of route these invaders like a crack ops team. Yes. Um, when you get there. <laughs> so um, so the you're pl- going to go to a bar. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, you gather the expendables <laughs> and uh, and you, you go here and you find out the keep is being attacked by trolls. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's also they're working with Yanti. Mm-hmm. These uh, kind of snake creatures there. 
um, and you go through the keep. It is a big dungeon. Yeah. It's laid out like a house. Um, you sneak in through a hidden door, like you have to talk to a, a captain. Mm-hmm. There are their little like fort or their little base where they're they're staging their assault. It's pretty neat. Um, the uh, and they say like, hey, there's if, if our like kind of steward or house steward Dalson is alive, talk yeah. to him. <laughs> Dalson, son of Dale. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he'll be he'll be able to let you know how things are inside. Um, mm-hmm. so you end up just kind of going in and fighting a lot of trolls. Now the thing about trolls, you know, in D and D and two E also, uh, you, you cannot kill them without doing either fire damage or acid damage. You will down, they, they regenerate. Yeah. You will down them, but they will get back up. Fortunately, mm-hmm. uh, in the loot table for this area, especially in a lot of the containers, you end up finding, um, arrows and bolts, things like that, that have a fire or acid, uh, effect attached to it tons of them yes and if you if you talk to the captain who's staging the assault he'll just give you some as well nice and i think uh pre-enhanced edition um that was actually bugged as well so whenever you talk to him he would just give you some (laughs) you can get unlimited fire arrows from him like here do you want trolls to be trivial for the rest of the game yeah (laughs) yep and just be the ogres essentially but it's good it's it's you have to fight differently which is the the kind of point of Mm -hmm. these guys yonti not really like yonti just go down like a regular snake like Mm -hmm. if you were treading upon a regular snake it that's how yonti is um, but the, uh, with a troll, like, you know, and you're going to get around it. It's not as big a pain in the ass as like, it seems like it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but you, you talk to Dalson and, you know, you're down in the servants quarters and the stables and things like that. And you find out that, you know, Nalia has been sneaking out and she is making friends with the help in a way that her family doesn't really approve of. Yes. Yeah. So she, that's her character. She's a rich girl who is, uh, again, like she wants to, uh, <laughs> sleep with common people. She wants to do like common people do. Yeah. She wants to live like common people, right. common people like you. <laughs> um, the uh, So the other thing you can do kind of while you're down here is start this kind of side quest to create this legendary artifact, the Flail of Ages. Yes. Um, by finding these different heads and forging it in this basement thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something they also want you to do here because the Flail uh, is a regular Flail that has plus three uh, damage, but all three of the plus threes are different damage types. Mm-hmm. So and one of which is fire, one of which is acid. Yeah. Um, so that will uh, kill trolls if you hit them with the last, you know, if you hit them while they're down with it. Yeah. So and it's a plus three weapon, which is, again, I mentioned before, like the in the early game, plus three weapons are kind of significant because you will yeah. definitely run into some golems and stuff that you can only hurt with. plus yeah. three. You're going to run into a lot of golems here. Like there's one room that is full of them. I had to skip it because I was not equipped to deal with them. Yeah. And it's good to like you can skip it. It's also good to um, you, you can game it. I think I mentioned this in the first episode, but like put haste on a guy, have them run in, grab the stuff and then just get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. Like you can do that as well. Or, um, if you cast sanctuary, yeah, yeah. uh, which, you know, is like, it's supposed to allow like a cleric to take a break. Mm-hmm. Um, sanctuary will make the golems not see you. Yeah. So you can cheat your way or, or pick up the things and then turn invisible. Like you can cheat your way to get the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the legendary artifact things in there, I think the, the guess and bowstring mm-hmm. is in there for a, a legendary short bow. You can get in the, the last half, half of the game. Mm. Um, but the other stuff in there that it's worth getting um but it's tough it's guarded yeah so you have to you know um you can also when you're running around here you'll run into a couple special encounters uh, one of which you'll run into a the captain of the guard who has been charmed mm-hmm. um he will just attack you um and the game doesn't tell you any of this stuff but if you charm him back you can talk him down oh and uh and get a bunch of experience for it and the, it's not a quest or anything nobody stops you or anything i didn't even know that i just read about it later oh yeah um i just always killed him because it's like hey you know, <laughs> you're gonna come I hear music, me. I'm going to fucking dance, you know? <laughs> and the, the, but uh, yeah, you can actually counter charm him. Nice. Uh, which is kind of cool. And then the uh, less pleasant encounter is running into uh, Nalia's aunt, Lady uh, Delcia Kane. 
mm-hmm. uh, who is a real piece of shit. Yeah, I just like this is why your mom died. You know, she, yeah. she she also is out there talking with people below your station, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, and just kind of like, well, fuck you, go get eaten by a troll. <laughs> yep, exactly. Don't let the door hit you on your way out, Felicia. <laughs> um, there's a thing you can do too that's kind of fun. If you go up to the roof, you can open up the gates to let in the invading force. Uh huh. Like essentially, what happened was like the trolls got in and locked down mm-hmm. the thing. That's why you have to go into that side entrance, and then a big fight will happen in the courtyard. Uh, then you get a bunch of experience for opening up the gate and like letting in the rest of uh, the Dernese Dier- men. Yeah, the cavalry out there. Yep. Um, in the basement, they have been the trolls have been keeping Umber Hulks. Uh, it's and feeding them dogs it's like this awesome kennel upgrade yeah thing you know yeah well the the, the, the basement you mean the dungeon it's only nalia yeah. calls it the basement yeah <laughs> i'm an elitist pig um but the idea of like here's my kennel full of dogs and i'm gonna upgrade it to being a kennel full of under hulks umber hulks and like what's the food for the umber hulks oh the thing that was in the kennel before you know yeah. it's weird this started out with a fly um can you imagine like what would happen if when you moved into an apartment you had to eat the people who live there to oh, move man. into it yeah, like I'm. It's like a Junji Ito. <laughs> it kind of is. Like, yeah, they have to. Like, yeah, I mean, it would be slowly revealed, and it wouldn't have an ending. It would just be. I like, love his stuff. It's just like, what if it kept going? Yeah, you, you, you just know? turn the page, and then like, oh, and he was like that evermore. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah the ending because yeah. real good ideas, real good setups. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, so you can avoid this fight with the Umberhawks if you go out to the go out to the courtyard. Kill four dogs. Go to the kitchen and make dog stew. Yeah. Um, and then he's dog stew. <laughs> he just really likes dogs. <laughs> he's yeah. He's, um, he he is the dog version of Jackson Galaxy. Somehow yeah. worse facial hair. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah. really, what you're doing in this basement is you're trying to find the uh, the main room of the dungeon. Um, Torgal. Um, you find that he's killed Nalia's father. Yeah. Uh, he's the head troll who's been uh doing this. Who's uh uh. You know, who did this? And he says he's like working for somebody. Yeah. Essentially, he's the boss troll. It's a tough fight, but he's not too tough. I um, mean, kill him. He will not say he's working for. No. Um, I think all of that information comes out in Nalia's quest if you keep her. Yeah. Well, she's got like, you know, she, she, she is the sole remaining heir. And basically, there's some Game of Thrones shit going on where she is betrothed to be married to somebody who is just a real piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that what ultimately happens is he was the one who sent the trolls just because he wanted to take, yeah. the, take hold of the keep. And, um, you know, it ends up that he just ends up holding it unless you do the yep. quest and then kill him. I think. Yep. I, yeah. so I, there's I, a I may be wrong because I didn't do it. No, I, th- I think that's correct actually. So, um, yeah, he, there's a series of quests with her, with her being betrothed and kind of extricating her and letting her live this life of adventure that she wants. Yes. Uh, from this stuff this is also your keep if you're a fighter mm-hmm. um, i love that you do this and they're like well we're gonna need somebody to run the castle <laughs> how about you and then this becomes your thing and what you do uh, essentially is you end up taking a lot of like um you know king solomoning babies in half mm. like people come to you with problems and you have to decide uh, what to do about them sometimes there are minor quests they're attendant but a lot of times it's just decision making yeah um here and this is this becomes your house which is kind of cool like there are doors you can't open when you're there because there are doors like for when it's your house yeah you know here's my question for you gary just uh just just as a person who hasn't beaten this game to somebody who has beaten it three times the containers in your stronghold can you keep stuff in there Mm -hmm. and it won't go away it will not go away okay so the 200 pounds of iridium that i have a minx holding because he's the only person strong enough to carry it i can i can stash that bad boy yeah you should i mean you can um you're probably at a point in the game where you can go and actually just go use it oh and that would be smarter 
like it, it does a thing like it's it, there's a use for it and it will only take a minute and it's it's good okay um so you want to use that instead but yeah you can you can stash things i just uh quest important items that i don't need anymore but i don't want to totally get rid of i just actually just dump on the floor of the uh uh adventure mart oh yeah and they're all still there <laughs> nice so um i think the only way they disappear is if the state of the area changes so, so like, like day to night or yeah yeah we're not not just day to night because that happens naturally yeah. but like um like the shadow temple the uh Alumator yeah. temple mm-hmm. like that changes into a different map when it becomes daytime mm-hmm. if you leave anything there even people they will disappear forever yeah so if it doesn't change states i think you're safe okay um so in the the copper cornet has a secret um there are back rooms and stuff and you can see this just kind of uh, even through the fog of war you can see little hints of it yeah yeah well, um, and there are also get... people who talk about like the special entertainment that isn't out front. Yeah. Yeah. So you, uh, you might get to the bottom of this mm-hmm. um, or partake. Uh, so you ask about it um, to get into the back rooms, um, you kind of uh, bribe your way in there and there's drugs and prostitution. And most worryingly is there a slave gladiatorial combat happening yeah. there. They're taking slaves and making them fight animals. And Minsk mm-hmm. has a very good point. Like this is a crime against humanity and nature. This needs to stop. Yeah, this is yeah, this is double duty. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you find in one of the cells, you find a gladiator named Hendrick or Hendrick, um, and he is from another. He's from the north. He's from like Icewind Dale times, and uh, you had to free him. So you go and find the Beastmaster, uh, yeah. um, the guy who queues up the animals for them to fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is just? It's kind of fun. Like when you get there uh, after you threaten him, he opens all the cages, so all these <laughs> yeah. animals come out of the cages to fight you. Yeah, and like if you if you're just you know walking in a standard formation, you know he's at the end of this hallway that has all these cages, mm-hmm. and like they just come out and you're effectively surrounded. Yep. So it can it can get to your mages and stuff. Yeah. Uh, get to your get to your squishier party members. Mm-hmm. Um. Once you actually get the key from him. Um, he's, you go unlock him. He says, Hey, I'm going to go kill the person who runs this fucking bar. You can help or you can, you can watch. Um, I always uh-huh. go help. Yeah. Um, and once you go, he takes over the bar because again, it's Baldur's gate rules where if you kill the people who live in the thing, <laughs> it's yours you get now. The thing. Yeah, it's yours. That's the only, the only law. And he says like, Hey, this, this slaving, the slaving network is actually really more advanced. Um, the slavers have a base somewhere in the slums. You can get there through the sewers, mm-hmm. uh, under here. So you can go through the sewers. There's other stuff you do in the sewers as well. Yeah. Um, but you go through there and they have a ship that's been converted into a house um, here. And they, they and there's a slavers compound that you can kind of get the drop on them by going through the sewers and fight a bunch of slavers. Yeah. Lots of mages mixed in with this as well. Yep. It's a pretty tough area. Uh, honestly, I had a little bit of trouble with it, especially one particular area where like to your left, there is a kitchen full of a bunch of mages. And to your right, there is a, uh, a bedroom that has a yonti in there. Mm-hmm. A yonti or two. I think I like set up like a riddle or something. Yeah. <laughs> like what are the mages cooking and where's the yonti sleeping? <laughs> When's Baldoran been peeping? You know, it's just, it's like a like a dirty limerick or something like yeah. that. <laughs> it's, just, um, it's just tough because if you're if you're not careful with your aggro, you end up getting both of them on you. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. this was um, people talk a lot about enhanced edition glitches. Um, this is one of the only glitches I ran into was this quest wouldn't complete. Oh, dang. Um, I killed everybody in the slaver boat, but it just doesn't register that it happened. Yeah. yeah. So this will forever be on my quest log, which is fine. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, you, oh. you, you have the satisfaction of having freed some kids, you know? Yeah. And it's super, yeah, I, you know, super depressing. I, I forget who said it, but it's like you send a kid away and say, hey, here's 100 gold. Oh, it's Yoshimo. Yoshimo says, yeah. So the sad thing is he will not have that by the end of the day, by the end of the day. <laughs> like, yeah. like you just send a kid out into the streets with a lot of money yep yeah and he's gonna get mugged yeah um the uh but it's just you know we we talked about this with fallout like it, it's you know i i also am with you i tend to play these games as abolitionists like mm-hmm. 
you know, slavery is one of those unquestionably evil things. Yeah. Um, so I feel real good about just fucking yeah. over I, slavers. I, I feel real good about saying it, too. It's yeah, not like fuck it's a, yeah, fuck yeah. slavers. Yeah. You know? um, also in the uh, the basement um, is the uh, the a quest where you can get the sentient sword. Yeah. Uh, there are a bunch of like kind of weird as you're going through here. There's like a Atogia and different like monsters. But there's and there's another thing you do here for Jan's quest. Um, but the uh, you find this like riddle. Um, there is this like set of four pipes, like sewer mm-hmm. pipes. Yeah. Um, and there's this weirdo named Qualo who has a pet carrying crawler. <laughs> it's his only like, friend no in the world. It's the only friend in the world who you have to kill mm-hmm. uh, to solve this riddle. Um, once you get all these objects, you put them, you answer the riddles. It's one of those things where they give you a setup and you put the right object. Mm-hmm. And there it's this disembodied voice. And this is like a funny joke. Like this is, you know, it sounds very like mystical mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And uh, once you put all those things in, you get uh, Lilicor or Yilicor. <laughs> The uh, the sentient sword, <laughs> um, which is a plus three two handed sword, which is really good uh, for you again two plus three weapons. And he's a fucking idiot. Oh, he's a dipshit. Like, yeah, he's a dipshit. He's really annoying. Like he's really <laughs> and he has his own com. He has his own barks. Yeah. Um, you can talk to him and ask him what you should do, but he is an idiot and he's a sword, <laughs> so he doesn't know anything because he's a sword. Yeah. And like 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 this is like this will definitely wear thin. As yeah. the game goes on, but it's, I think it's very funny. I, th- I think so. I think by the time you find something better for Minx to, for Minx to hold, uh, mm-hmm. like that's around the time it wore thin for me. So, yeah. like that, like, like he, he is, he is, you know, he has a built in uh, expiration date, kind I suppose, which is real, yeah, but, real depressing. Yeah. He's, you're just going to sell him, and then what's going to happen? He's just going to annoy a bunch of other weapons. Yeah. <laughs> have a bunch of new shitty roommates that don't talk that much. Yeah. Um, the, uh, but the, uh, I, I just, there's a bunch of just like good jokes that make like, some of them are shitty jokes and like kind of meme and stuff. But I just, I really like just cause I'm an intelligent sword doesn't mean I'm educated. Yeah, like, I think it's very like, funny. Yeah. And just like, he just really wants to kill stuff cause he's a sword. So there's a lot of like, you know, this might surprise you, but as a sword, I really only like doing one thing, you know, <laughs> he just gets real mad if you're not uh, using him to slice into flesh. Yeah. You know, when you're a hammer. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, so yeah, the, uh, I like, uh, Illicor quite a bit. Yeah. For a little bit. And then, then, then he can, he can, he can yeah, rest. He, gets to he can yeah, rest. Then in... you rest forever, sweet child. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Here's your Valhalla. Um, yep. Yeah. And really sadly, you can go back and talk to Qualo. He was charmed or dominated either by Lilacor or whatever force was binding him there. And he has no idea where his family is or why he's in a sewer. So he just wanders off. That's super bummer. Yeah. That's a bummer. Um, the other uh, major companion you can run into other than Nalia and Corgan here is Animan, who I've talked about, Forever Alone Animan. <laughs> um, who is a cleric fighter um, with shitty wisdom who is part of something called the Order of the Radiant Heart, which are like Paladin's Light. Yes. Um, and uh, he, you know, will join you uh, in this. And like, I've talked a lot about how much he sucks. Um, when we get to the end of the game, there is a way that he sucks that it blew my mind. Yeah. Um, like he just sucks. Like every, <laughs> every situation. Like, so he's, he's really arrogant and shitty. The rest of your party will make fun of him. No. He literally pipes up with the wrong thing to do in every situation. <laughs> like you will, you will have a situation where uh, you're not, everything is what it seems. And it's obvious like your character is wise and you know, like not to just murder the, you know, the, the shape shifted, whatever, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And he like, you know, your paladin uh, will say like, Oh, you know, uh, we should, we should be cautious, you know? <laughs> and Ari will say, that doesn't sound right. Like, it seems like they have a kind heart and Animan will say, we should kill them to be sure and cleanse these streets of the vile evil. You know, it's just like, man, shut up. Um, and he has, he has a quest that you do with him. So when you get him, um, the kind of the flavor of the quest is making him kind of a better person is the idea. So like he, uh, he has, a, and he has a lot of daddy issues. Like he was, uh, abused by a shitty daddy. His mom 
is dead and he gets summoned home um, because his sister gets killed. There's a family rival uh, mm-hmm. that put his father out of business and kind of ruined his family um, or, or according to his father. Like, really, it was his father's bad decisions. Oh, well, yeah. And uh, his father says, hey, go revenge your sister. You haven't been good for anything your entire life. You piece of shit. Go avenge your sister. Um, so not that it gives him an excuse, but he does. He was treated like really badly as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to say, like, listen, that's not what the order would do. Your dad doesn't have enough evidence mm. for this. And you it's kind of interesting. Like you go and go to the like magistrate or whatever. And they say, like, yeah, like it does. You're right. It does seem like he did it. We don't have enough evidence for that, though. Yeah. Like he's going to walk and you have to make Anamin swallow that. Yeah. Like essentially like go fuck my dad. Like, you know, my my dad is not, you know, fuck. He can fuck himself. Um, we're going to live by the letter of the law. Yeah. And you just, if you encourage him to be kind and right every time he does a trial, um, you go to the order of the radiant heart. It's not really a trial. It's just like a judgment. Yeah. And if you do this correctly, um, he gets a big, he gets a plus four wisdom, like it boosts his wisdom, mm-hmm. um, which makes him a good cleric all of a sudden. And, uh, he gets more respectful. That's good. Like he, before that point, he's always bristling with your party members. There's a really good, like, so I have a uh, Keldorn who is a, uh, a paladin who is actually like a really wise and good dude. And, uh, and Anamin's always kind of fighting with him. Uh, Jan is always telling parables that make fun of him. Um, it was <laughs> does, like, does, he, does he get it? it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He gets real mad. Like he threatened, I thought they were going to fight. I looked up online that they don't actually fight, but yeah. he's, uh, you know, threatening to, um, you know, I can't remember the name, but he's like, it's like a character named ammo or something like that hmm. or ammo. Uh, and he just tells these like really unflattering stories of this character. Who's obviously a stand in for Anamin, uh, behind Anamin's back. And everyone's treating him like shit. Cause he's a huge dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, but he, that calms down and he apologizes to everyone after he passes his trial. That's good. Uh, and as I mentioned, if he fails it, he goes off the deep end. Like he will start <laughs> fights with people in your party. Like he does not take failure. Well, mm-hmm. like, so he is a shitty character who I have in my party because I needed a cleric. And, uh, I wanted, I mean, I wanted lots of casters. So I have a mage, you know, uh, a mage thief, a thief, you know, a mage cleric and a, uh, cleric fighter. Mm-hmm. So I have two or two of each of the spellcasting classes essentially. Yeah. And, uh, he ended up being extremely powerful in my party because he has really good, like starting equipment hmm. and he can use, um, really kind of phenomenal weapons. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like, so it's something that I read weirdly on TV tropes on the, your mileage may vary, uh, page. There's, mm-hmm. there, there's like a really, there's like a long entry about like, I, I forget what it was, but it basically talked about how most of the characters that you get are subversions of some kind of cliche, you know, in mm-hmm. a way. So like Corgan is what the regular character of a hack and slash RPG, like it shows how that would, how they would not fit in society. And for Animan, it's like, oh yeah, he's like a deconstruction of just like how intolerable somebody, you know, like, like a, a, a well-meaning knight would, would to be, would be to be around. Right. Mm-hmm. And like that applies to a lot of the characters that, 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 that you find in one way or another, that they are a subversion of the cliche that they seem to be presenting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would, I would, I would buy that. Yeah. Like him as, I mean, uh, uh, Keldorn isn't Keldorn is just like a straight up good dude. Yeah. Yeah. But they do show, like, he is the, the cop who, you know, cats in the cradle. Like, that's his story. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's well, not really a subversion, I, I like but, that, like... I like that his dad is also somebody, like, you can tell where he gets it. Like, his dad, nothing is ever his fault. Like, it's yeah, always somebody yeah. else. That, that, like, that's literally it. So he's kind of an interesting character. He's just unpleasant to have around. And yeah. because I played a lady, um, he just does not take no for an answer. Well, it's shitty because, like, back before the Enhanced Edition, he was the only romance option for female characters, yeah. too. It had, and or bust, man. <laughs> like, just like, yeah, just fucking, you know, the, 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 
the you're the only guy in an all girls high school kind of situation. <laughs> I, I guess I can say without spoiling the thing that happens later is there's a, a check to see who you're in a romance with. And I had told Animan no every single time. Okay. And the game still made him my romantic partner. Oh, no. And I'm like, the game is like, you know, is is, is not taking no for an answer. What is this? Uh, <laughs> so I said no. Uh, and I reloaded a save and went into a, an editor and reset our relationship. I was like, <laughs> no, like no fucking means no, Adam. And I'm not going to marry you. Like, <laughs> God dang, you're fucking gross. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I don't care what a good boy you are now that you're in the Radiant Heart. Um, but he he is a, he's like one of the most powerful members. He has like the highest armor class of anybody in my party for some reason. And like oh, he's very powerful. So yeah. um, you can also when you're here, uh, you can talk to Lord Jaredin. This is a major, uh, major quest. Uh, he says like, hey, I live in the Windspear Hills. Um, can you I'm looking for a party of adventures to rid uh, my area of monsters. Yes. Um, and Lord Jaredin has this reputation. As being extremely brutal. Yeah, extremely brutal, not very ethical, like he just gets people into bad deals, just, you know, ruins everything he touches, mm -hmm. um, including your reputation when you show up, because there's more like shape-shifting or illusion, illusion magic. You're confronted by some ogres, but they are actually either polymorphed or disguised knights of hell. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, including one of them is a Jantus, who is an NPC from Baldur's Gate 1. So? Um, you only know this if uh, Keldorn, Keldorn's with you, he recognizes him. Oh, yeah. And both Keldorn and Animan freak out because it's like, hey, the Radiant Heart's not going to deal with this. Right. You know, this is not, this is like super not good. Yeah. Our honors be smirched and we're going to be hunted down. Right. Um, this is not good that we did this. <laughs> um, so you're kind of freaking out when this guy named Garen Winspear shows up. Hello, these are my hills. Um, <laughs> and uh, you go to his house. Uh, and he says like, Hey, I used to rule these Hills. Like they're named after me. Um, but Lord Jardin took, took it away from me. Yeah. Like Everything. he still has the deed, but Lord Jardin, you know, rules it de facto as yep. opposed to it's, de jure. It's strong holding me. Yeah. Strong, uh, strong holding me. Strong <laughs> yeah. Well, and he is in the, in the paladin stronghold. So yes. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and he says, like, hey, I'm going to go uh, put in a good word for you with the Radiant Heart. Stay here and watch my boy. Um, <laughs> this is also a boy or girl. It depends on the gender of your character because this was also supposed to be a non-NPC love interest oh, huh. uh, for your character. But they cut that. Um, so you're watching uh, the child. And then uh, as you're sleeping, um, a, a mage, uh, uh, like a series like bandits, like teleport in and kidnap her, kidnap the kid. Mm -hmm. And leave a challenge note to you, like specifically. Yeah. Um, saying like, hey, the you know the, the, this is for Krog Jirden. It's a weird first name uh, for mm -hmm. a person, anyway. Uh, and he wants me to come challenge him. Like it, it is part of his goal to ruin my reputation. So like, not only did you kill these knights, but also, hey, you know, like you're you're gonna get the 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 disappearance of this of this person put on your record as well. So come and you know sort this out. And and if you are just playing Baldur's Gate 2, this might seem strange to you because you feel like you're a freshborn egg. Right. And like, why have I made this enemy? But you have to remember, you are actually extremely famous. Yes. Like, you are the child of a god, and you prevented a major war uh, in the first game. Yeah. And, and the, just, like, did a bunch of stuff. The person who raised you, Garion, he was also a harper of some repute. Like, yeah. he was he, he was, was a, a badass. He was a yeah. He's he, friends he, with Elminster. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty important guy who, you know, may have made some enemies, uh, that would transfer to you, which is pretty much exactly, exactly what happens here. So you have to follow mm -hmm. the summons and go into this mountain heap that's at the top here. And this is a very big dungeon. This is long and difficult. Yep. A big, big, tough dungeon with like cool things in it. Like the first room you go into, 
um, the walls will fall away and orc orc archers mm-hmm. are behind them and they can shoot you, but you can only hit them with range weapons. You have to find hidden doors to get in there Yeah, <laughs> and fight them. There are tons of ambushes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, there's also like lots of undead around here. Uh, this is the only, this, like, this is the first place that I really ran into, not the problem, but the mechanic of, uh, kind of random bands of enemies spawning in behind you. Uh, yeah. like when you, when, when you're doing backtracking and stuff. So that was, they respawn in this area. Yeah. Not, not every area in the game do enemies respawn. I wish they didn't do it. Yeah. Um, I understand like the idea behind respawning in games in general, mm-hmm. you know, to make like backtracking more exciting, but I just kind of wish it didn't happen. It, it felt like the, like if I, if I left the area and came back and they respawned or if it was on a certain timer, that would be less of an issue where it became a problem for me was, you know, this is, this is an awful lot of tight hallways, which is difficult to fight in. You know, especially, mm-hmm. you know, if you have you know, a certain kind of party mix where you, people need to get close. Like the, like a Chex one with spicy wasabi. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what I would try and do is lure new enemies back to more advantageous ground, you know, like where Yoshimo would set up traps or whatever. But in the intervening time, like either the enemies would spawn in the area that I was running to that I had recently cleared out or more frustratingly, I would send like Yoshimo up to, you know, to, to, to kite them, you know, to bring them mm-hmm. back. And then the, the enemies would have spawned between Yoshimo and we're at my party camping out to do the ambush. Yeah. And the, and it makes no sense. There'd be no way for them to get there. You like it, it's kind of a bummer that it happens. Yeah. Um, and you're going to be resting a lot. They respawn a lot of times when you rest, you're going to be mm-hmm. resting a lot because it's a tough area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the staff is really interesting here. Um, they're more scared of, of Faircrag than of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they hate Faircrag. Yeah. You know, like nobody likes working here. <laughs> um, which, there's a which leads to some re- cook, which is really fun. Yeah, non aggressive troll cook. Sorry, I talked to everyone on that. It's very funny because they, because like that, that hatred leads them to be incompetent pretty mm-hmm. much. Like, and they abandon ship at, at the soonest sign of challenge. Uh, yep. the, the cook is very funny because if you talk to him, uh, he, he's basically telling you just go and stand, stand on the grill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, get, get, get in this pot. Yeah. Why, why yeah. are you not listening to me? The meat is not on the grill. Yeah. Um, food. <laughs> and he also talks about how they cut his fingers off and put them on the grill and that they taste like sausages. Yep. And yeah. they regenerate and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Rough, rough stuff. Yeah. Um, you eventually you find the kid, uh, he is in a, a room, um, with it, with this orc boss, who is one of the lieutenants from Baldur's Gate One, mm-hmm. um, and when you head down into the basement, I mean, you can't get in there; that door is locked. You head right. down to the basement, um, and Faircrag changes into his true form, which is a red dragon. Yes. Um, so that's why all these people are scared of him uh, while they work with him. And dragons are huge in this game; like you are very small. <laughs> um, I love the scale of dragons; like they are to scale. Yes. You know, in this game, like they're really big, and you can ask him, like, <clears throat> "Hey, what's uh, you know, why are you doing this?" And it's because of Gorion. Yes. Basically, um, he is he is toying with you more than anything it's like hey you came out you, you came out on the scene um i have a grudge against garion so i'm going to take it out on you it is more interesting to watch you deal with me destroying your reputation than to actually fight you but i'm bored now so i don't know i just mm-hmm. one one final game if you can if you can race my mage conster up to the cell maybe you can rescue that kid mm-hmm yeah, you know, or and he well he teleports Conster up. Yes. So you have to you have to fight Conster. It's a mage fight. It's a pretty easy one still early on. Um, this is and you want to leave and go uh, get the kid out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, um, you're going to want to come back and kill the dragon. Um, so uh, probably a, a decent time. There's other dragons we'll run into. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that. But talk about dragon slaying. 
yeah um, in this game i've not managed um, i've not managed to successfully do it even in that the other quest where the shadow dragon is non-aggressive like it's just yeah well fair crack's not aggressive too yeah. dragons are never aggressive um <laughs> when you run into them that's part of the reason why because they want you to prepare but also because it's, it's a really powerful entity yeah you take them on either term so like um, you don't want to, if you're playing a paladin, um, you get a quest eventually to kill this red dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't want to uh, to do it just yet. But um, so essentially like dragons, uh, they have uh, the biggest deal for them, um, I find, is their fear aura. Oh, yeah. Like your characters will randomly get terrified. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to, you know, memorize some spells that you never memorize, like remove fear or protection from fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you need to spread out yeah. uh, because of their breath. So it's like about creating, getting a lot of summons. Um, getting them in there and just attacking from all angles. So anyway, the, the dragon doesn't have omnidirectional attacks. Right. Um, he can wing buff it and push everyone away, but he can't hurt everyone in every direction. Yeah. So you spread everybody out and you tear down protections. Like they're, every dragon fight is also a mage fight mm-hmm. um, because they are made. They're mages. Yeah. Um, so you have to remove their their stone skins, remove their protections, and just DPS race them. Yes. Um, like by the time you get to, to Furcrag, you can probably like you, generally you can beat them. The other thing you can do uh, because they're not aggressive is set up traps all around them mm-hmm. and max out the number of traps because uh, once those those don't go off until somebody's aggressive. Right. So you can just, and those, there's no saving throw. Like traps are amazing in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, no saving throw, no, no nothing. So you can have him activate, lose more than half his health, and then <laughs> just try to finish him off. Yes. Um, and the reason why you might not want to kill him, other than just the fact that he's a big evil dragon and it's cool, is you get the Holy Avenger, which is uh, the plus five paladin only sword that is just like incredible. And yeah, it yeah. turned my Keldorn into a, uh, my guy for killing adamantoy's golems because he had a plus five weapon and can do it that's ridiculous yeah so yeah. It, it's a uh, it's cool to it's fun to fight dragons in this game uh there's one that you shouldn't fight like later uh or you or could like you should you know it depends mm-hmm. but there's uh, like a, you run into a few dragons during this and yeah. uh they're always climactic kind of big encounters yeah um kind of uh a requirement for this that i found at least for me i i, I lost sooner if my party ai was on Mm-hmm. yeah um well you can't you can't really have them like waste turns yeah well you know? and, and also they they would end up getting in and and you know attacking as well like yeah. getting in close you wouldn't really manage their manage their placement yep yeah and just like getting uh spread them spread them around mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so oh. um for, for crag is still alive i don't really have anybody who can use the uh the holy avenger so he you know, he yeah can that, live for another yeah, eternity that, that's the big, I mean, you get a lot of money and stuff too, but that's oh, the yeah. big thing is yeah. getting, uh, cause they, he has a dragon, he's a dragon, he has a horde. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing is getting the Holy Avenger with this guy. Yeah. Um, it, this dungeon is so big. There is a side quest within it. Yes. A big one too. <laughs> yeah. Like a fairly, a fairly like decently sized side quest where you run into this character named Samia. Um, and she's looking for this ancient tomb so she can find these biographical documents about King Strom the third. Yes. Um, and this is back in a whole section of the dungeon that is a very, it's like, uh, not maze-like, it's just a very, uh, tight, lots of tight corridors, small cells, and the entire area is presided over these guard by these guardians. Uh, they're like a freet kind of things that mm-hmm. will, you know, tell you little bits of Kingstrom's story as you take them out and gather pieces for, um, this burial mask, which will let you take on the final, the final elemental. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, they, he, the, the Afrit use a lot of fire magic. Yeah. So a protection from fire scroll, um, which like you will beat the game with a lot of mm-hmm. like those protection scrolls are really big deals, but also 
just know that they're not so rare that you can't use them. Right. So taking your best fighter and putting protection from fire on him, he can solo all these guardians pretty yeah. easily. Yeah. Um, and you go and you create this burial mask, um, go to the tomb, you fight this elemental, and then Samia betrays you. <laughs> yep. So she they were did, just using you to did, did the classic through. trick, you know, hire the adventurers to get through the defenses and then kill them and take whatever they got. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was, this is really fucking tough, or at least mm. it was for the level that I was at for this, uh, mm-hmm. because, because they do spawn in this very tight area where it's hard, a very tight area that has doors on the other side. So you would think, mm-hmm. okay, I can set up some kind of ambush or whatever. No, they just kind of like end up surrounding me and it turns into a scrum and I can't really get around them because of the mm-hmm. way pathfinding works. You can control who's in that area. Like, you can leave the rest of your party um, outside of that area and fight them from one side. If you have one party, you can tank in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Is what I end up doing. So having one part person go up and talk to her and having everyone else over by the tomb. Mm-hmm. So they could rush in from one side. Yeah. Um, that person had to be tough, uh-huh. you know, and be able to, like, really take some hits. Um, but that's how I ended up dealing with it. But it is a tough encounter. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that little side quest. You can also, while you're here, you can finally drop off the uh, Dryad's Acorns. Uh, that we got in Ironicus's dungeon, mm-hmm. and like just a big experience boost at this point, yeah. um, just a big bunch of bunch of points. Mm-hmm. So, so then it's off to the uh, the graveyard. Yeah, uh, this is a very quest dense place. We probably saw a lot of this when we came here with Corgan. If we're doing mm-hmm. things in this order, probably not. Uh, and this stuff is generally pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool and quick. Yeah. Like, there are lots of quests, but they don't... Uh, some of them you can just do while you're here. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, many of them you can actually kind of do just, like, while you're here. Yeah. Um, little things like that. And they're, like, kind of goofy. Like, there's some, like, <laughs> weird, like, fun, like, flavor to this. Like, it's kind of light. I, I love Uncle Lester. Yeah, yeah. This just is cute. Get, getting real angry about having his funeral cheaped out on. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so he comes back as an angry undead. Uh, a man named Nevin approaches you and says, like, hey, my Uncle Lester is risen from the dead. He's coming after me. Uncle Lester, uh, who has a southern accent, he says, he says, uh, just, like, says you cheat out on my funeral. And you can you can ignore it. You know, you can let him get his vengeance. You can kill him. You can do whatever you want. It's not even really a quest. It's just, like, a, a funny scene. <laughs> Did you intentionally say he has a southern accent? He says, he says? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was doing the, the foghorn leg horn. Okay, cool. <laughs> because I was hopping that... on the good fog and doing the... Doing the bad leg <laughs> horn. Um, yeah, horn. that would have been funny if it was accidental. Uh, but it yeah. was also funny intentionally, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I let uh, Lester kill Nevin. So. Oh, yeah, because fuck Nevin. Yeah. Well, um, there, there's a pretty funny, uh, very uh, Homer uh, make a Big Brother Foundation <laughs> quest. Right oh, here. yeah, pretty interesting. You find, find some new dad for Pepsi. Yeah, <laughs> Pepsi. This is the, there's a Pepsi quest here. <laughs> Pepsi Quest was definitely like a, a marketing tie-in. Oh yeah, thing, right. And, like and, some and people a, probably went on Pepsi Quest in 1997. Pe- Pepsi Quest was definitely written on a whiteboard at some point. What do you think Pepsi like colon Quest would taste like if that was a flavor? Like, uh, like, you know, like you know, cherry Pepsi. I, I think Pepsi it, I think it would be a designer flavor uh, that was made by Questlove. Ooh, and, yeah. and, and I would really enjoy it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would I would trust Questlove to tell me what to drink. It could just be like pepsi but every glass he twirled his pinky in ouch <laughs> okay fine if it gives me some of his power then yes yeah it's fine yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, but what's happening, you walk in, there's this knight of Helm who is uh, grieving over this this deceased young boy who was either his son or just his, no, it was his ward. He rescued yeah. the boy, took a note to protect him, and because paladins are broke ba- broke brain weirdos, he's kind of like, yeah. oh, no, I, find, <laughs> I failed my duty, not, oh, my son is dead. It's more about his yeah. duty. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna fall as a paladin. Yes. Here. Yeah. The um and nearby, like, what a quinky dink. There's a priest who's taking care of this morning child. He's <laughs> like, boy, I wish I had a son. And me, I would like some parents. Um, he's mourning that her parents are dead and no one will take care of uh, her. The funniest part of this, because it's very obvious as a quest, yeah. what to do. Um, the jerk answers, like I'm never gonna do them, but they're very funny to read. Uh-huh. Like I think you can just like literally tell the little girl it's not your problem. <laughs> Like, even yeah. after talking to the paladin, you just be like, yeah, sucks to be you. It's, it's a rough city, you know? Um, but you you reunite them and, and give a, you know, and you, I think you get one, I think it's a reputation-based, like, reward. Yeah. You get a little XP, but you get plus one rep. Yeah. Wish I hadn't done that, because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm riding at 16 rep right now, and I'm going to have oh, people yeah. leave if that goes up any further, so. Yeah, you're going to have to uh, go get your rep down. Yeah, how do you do that? Some evil. I uh, kill people. <laughs> uh, kill cool. kill randos cool. um, and do do the evil the evil answers to quests okay you can always get your rep up like getting your rep up is actually pretty easy you just go and donate um, at temples yeah oh um i know how you do it you uh kick viconia out and then you uh no no that just th- throttles it so if you take her out don't don't kick her out because you'll <laughs> because it'll go up to 18 and then kill yeah, her yeah corgan yeah, will leave then, too yeah. yeah so yeah you just gotta gotta go murder a hobo okay or, or something or just uh you know if you get out of the um the area like there's a pretty major evil thing you can do once you get into like the railroady section. Okay. Just just do some evil. Okay. And you'll get that back out. Like you want it high. Like if you're evil, you still want around 15 for those good shop discounts. Yeah, yeah. You know. So, um, you also uh, there's this grave that's making noises, <laughs> and your character will try to convince themselves that nothing, which I think is very funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in fact, is a man named Trier who is bur- buried alive. Right. Um, and he has a, a clue. You look at me. He's like, no, they they dropped this piece of cloth. Yeah. Um. The you can go, and you can talk to the grave digger, which makes sense. Like the grave digger uh, is who buried him. Yeah, um, you know, and uh, you can just like I love this. You can just like not take shit. Like, usually, <laughs> it's just like you know. Well, I'll answer you if you get me a bottle of booze, or I'll answer you if you do this quest for me. But you can just be like, listen, fuckwad. Like <laughs> I will bury you. You yeah. know, like I will, I, no, I will make you dig your own grave. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. yeah. Um, so someone pays him to look the other way while they do, while they dispose of bodies here essentially mm-hmm. um and he says hey you can find this person at the bridge district like that's that's where we go to pay things off you go there and you find um C, you know this man in red there are lots of npcs in red who you can talk to yeah yeah and who, who are wrong you kind of confront and stuff it's pretty fun yeah <laughs> um, but you find him he's over by the uh by the docks there and uh, you confront him, and he runs away. He runs into a house. Yes. Um, and you go into this, and he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bleed him here, boss. You know? <laughs> and uh, he's working for this guy named Commitus. Uh, and uh, he, you know, he's like, like, why didn't you kill him? He's like, well, I don't like killing people. <laughs> yeah, I don't, like um, I don't like blood, so I just buried yeah. him alive. Hey, hey, you realize that's worse, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, and as you're there, um, the, uh, you find out that they actually have somebody upstairs. You can fight them. They, they run. Mm-hmm. You have to go on the streets if you want to kill them uh, because they have somebody upstairs. They mentioned yeah. uh, who is not, they they're ransoming this nobleman who they're presumably going to bury alive as well. Right. Um, you can go up there and you have an option. Um, you can either, um, you know, free her or you can actually just finish the kidnapping. Right. <laughs> except, um, except the ransom for yourself. Yeah. 
which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, this is I didn't do this because I was playing as a good character, but one of the things about Keldorn is if you say you'll do the ransom, Keldorn steps in and will take control away from the player. Uh huh. Um, that happens a couple times. He will say like, you know, like, oh, I think we're actually gonna collect the ransom, and Keldorn will push you aside and say, actually, ma'am, you know, she was just kidding. You can go and oh. like take control over. It's kind of neat. Like, yeah. You know, like having Keldorn like will subvert the will of the player a few yeah. times. It's a little bit like game. having a, just generally having a paladin in your party. It's it's actually a lot like that. Blah. Yeah, just like yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so this would have been a good way to keep your reputation low. Yeah, would have been to ransom her off. Yeah, and also yeah, you know, fuck noble people. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um. So another quest here that I like. This is just a just a fun little short story. There's a little ghost of a halfling child named Wellen who will just kind of approach you if you're if you're in the area at night. Um, a thief broke in, killed him, and stole his stuff stuffed bear. He needs that stuffed bear back in, in order to get in order to be rest. You know, mm-hmm. to, in order to have his final rest. Yep. And uh, Wellen's in the copper coronet. Um, you can get that and kill. Uh, he'll attack you when you mention it to him about this kid. He'll attack you and you can get the bear back. Yes. For him. Um, the other major kind of quest you can do here is for Edwin, um, who's an NPC we haven't run into yet. And you actually run into kind of late if you're following the main thing. Like he's part mm-hmm. of the Thieves Guild stuff. So theoretically, you could do this once you start doing guild stuff. Yeah. Um, if you're playing good. But Edwin is a major NPC for the first game who comes back. Fan favorite. Um, and he has a quest. <laughs> fan on favorite. He sucks. He's amazing mechanic. He's he's amazing mechanically, and he is very funny. There is nothing about him that is likable. <laughs> no, no, he's not likable. He's just funny. Yeah, and he's mean to everybody. Like having <laughs> him, like he's a source of very popular like cross party conflicts. Mm, yeah. Um, he will be you know very cruel and very pointed, in making fun of people with yeah. you. He's him and Minsk will fight because he spends the, like the when you find, run into him in the first game, he's hunting down Minsk's wish, uh, who died in between the games like died in the ambush that you got kidnapped in mm-hmm. in kind of canon and he will just make fun of men endlessly for it mm. like you fucked up and it's just really mean yeah like, really really mean and kind of like a not fun but just like an oh damn like a you know world star <laughs> hip-hop kind of way <laughs> you know <laughs> except for Baldur's gate <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um yeah it's it's a uh, like edwin's good and he's he's also the most powerful wizard in the game like hands down gets lots of spells huge huge stats um, yep. you have to figure out how to use the spells to make them a little bit more durable, but that is not that much of a problem as long as you are, you know, using all the spells that are available to you. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, doing a good job with equipment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but he, uh, when you, his mission, he also wants to go to the grave, uh, similar to Corgan to get this powerful artifact called the Nether Scroll. Yes. Um, and it's actually like just on a different branch in the inside of that undead dungeon. So, mm-hmm. You know, you might be able to kill two birds with one stone. It's also not that big of a deal to walk back down there. Um, mm-hmm. So you you go to the sarcophagus, and there's this guy, uh, Nevaziah, who's this ancient lich, who says, hey, I've got this scroll. I, I, I used it, but it needs to be, like, I need to destroy it. It cannot be let out into the world. And Edwin actually starts the combat. He's like, no, you're not going to, you'll, you'll do no such thing. You will not deprive me of this power. Yep. Yep. So you fight and you fight the lich. Um, so lich fighting in this game, like there's a few liches. Some of the t- the toughest fight in the game is a lich fight um, that comes later. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's worth doing in chapter six. You can do it now, actually. And it's like, whoa. Um, is but that the lich is, you have to put uh, back together? Or is that the lich yeah. behind the rogue stone door? No, that, yeah. Well, the lich behind the stone door is also extremely tough. But the lich yeah. you have to put back together uh, turns into a demi lich is mm. extremely tough. Mm. Um, but the trick to liches is all their attacks are magic. Yeah. So uh, you don't get very many scrolls of protection versus magic, mm-hmm. um, but that is kind of the trick. Yeah. Uh, give your best fighter that, 
they will be immune to everything the lich can do and you just wait them out like wait out all their protections and stuff like scrolls of protection against magic uh last for a very long time mm-hmm. i was surprised by how well that strategy worked yeah. for, but not as much the, the elemental lich is the one you know the one behind the door mm-hmm. um, it's a little tougher because he summons help oh yeah but you can put the rest of your party on the help and put your protected against magic guy on the lich okay and i uh, get through those and i ended up with no protection against magic scrolls at the end of the game mm. like it's uh use them all uh, on liches but liches that's that's my pro tip for fighting liches okay in this game um because they are they're always climactic fights nice uh time stop is a real real rough spell so. <laughs> yeah uh but you know the, this guy is not too terrible like he's just like a low level like almost an incomplete lich i think something like mm-hmm. that uh so yeah. once edwin has this in his possession uh, it, it becomes just a source of a couple of random events that happen uh the first is mm-hmm. he's studying it it gives him a huge stat up and a lot of um a lot of experience and mm-hmm. then he realizes oh there's a part of this that's about a transformation it's like a it's like making you into a lich but even stronger he casts it and it turns him into a woman yep he turns into edwina um there's a little bit of like you know obviously we wouldn't be us if we didn't draw attention to how it's a little like gender bending humor yeah feels different now than he used to i still still feels like not malicious to me yeah you know as a thing like edwin doesn't like it it's not like edwin has become his affirmed gender and this is what he wants right you know it feels like if if ranma one half is not gross mm-hmm. like this is not gross yeah yeah you know and th- and that's kind of what it feels like i don't know it's i don't you know everybody draws their own line people can think is what they think is problematic is fine but like something to me like just turning into you know a woman like it's never it's never played for like they people tease him about it in a mm-hmm. couple ways that are like a little bit gross but it's never like like somebody's attracted and they're like oh you're actually a man and like freak out or anything like yeah, that like yeah. that doesn't happen it doesn't feel that bad to me uh for 2000 yeah you know and i don't think it would be done now probably you know pro- probably not yeah I've, I've i don't know how to feel about it like the the dialogue options that you get after he does this are a little bit weird like there's one that ends with and by the way nice rack yeah, um, yeah and then like there's another one that like i have no idea why they would do this it says if you're a woman you've no place among us like, I, I've got two women but, in my party right now. <laughs> I know, but that, that makes me laugh just a little bit because it's so fucking mean and weird. You know, I don't know. But like the, the rack thing is not like about just like general sexism. Yeah, it's about somebody yeah. transforming, you know, like transforming into something that like he hates it. Yeah. Like, he doesn't yeah. like it because he, he doesn't. He, that's not his gender. Yeah. You know, so and and then the uh, and they're just teasing it, like drawing attention to it because he's been such an asshole. Yeah. The whole time. And this is so like him getting hoisted as his own batard. Um, with his hubris yeah yeah you know so like <laughs> it's definitely like a little bit towing a line but to me it doesn't cross over it like yeah, i yeah. actually think this this thing is kind of funny and the party getting their revenge mm-hmm. like making fun of him and treating him like shit not because he is a woman mm-hmm. like it's not based in sexism it's based on the fact that he has accidentally uh, changed himself into a gender that he doesn't like yeah you yeah. know and it's not like, uh, and it was, and it was the, re- it wasn't the result of, it's not like the same thing as making fun of somebody because they are a gender that they don't like. Mm-hmm. It's he did it through magic because he's a mage and he's arrogant and yeah, was yeah. fucking with forces he couldn't understand. Yeah. It, you know? it, it's, it's definitely f- fun to see him taken down a peg just because of yeah. his own, his own lack of understanding about this, about this scroll. Yeah, I just, I, like whenever I see something like this in fiction, I always think like, is this a fetish thing? Oh, people masturbate to Edwina, I'm sure. Yeah. And, like a, like you know, a son of a bitch. Like the amount of loads. <laughs> 
that like it, the tales of the, from the load coast like it, it is just, <laughs> like, just fucking insane the amount of loads that have been spilled yeah. over at you know i guarantee yeah. like if, if it's a if it's a fetish thing and that thing or whatever but like it just kind of like it's gonna kind of, you look i want to look at it i want i want to uh touch uh, i want to handle this with tweezers i think is my yeah, it, it, is my posture when it when it, when i look at something like this it's a little hinky yeah um how does it get undone i'm trying to remember that because i didn't take it's, him i haven't taken him in a while it's a long time later uh i th- but the fact that i looked at it said like 20 days or something mm. uh so edwin is a is, he's a red mage he's from Thay, um and that's why he was hunting down um minx minx's witch right you know because they, mm-hmm. they want to you know have have some kind of influence or control over all kinds of magic um somebody from Thay, another red wizard comes and basically says oh you're edwin i need you but you're in disguise and he undoes it mm-hmm. uh like by, by way of undoing his disguise i think mm-hmm. so, so he turns back um i kind of wish that he had a different portrait <laughs> like his voice yeah and like his 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 voice and his battle barks change but it, like he's still you know crazy 10 fingers bearded dude too mm-hmm. so it's a little strange mm-hmm. his, his in-game sprite changes too yeah yeah um, the bridge district is actually like pretty active mm-hmm. uh, here. Um, the main thing is there is a uh, serial killer about. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a good quest. I like the payout, but I felt like it could have gone further. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, um, so did you uh, did you wrap this up? Did you? Yeah. Yeah. And trade me. Kill you, him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it can go. There's a neat little articulation for this for evil hmm. um, that I can tell you about a little bit. So it can actually go a little bit further than that. Um, but let's, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yes. Um, so near the entrance, he warns you as you come in, he says like, Hey, there's a serial killer on the loose. There's a Lieutenant. Uh, it's not the murderer who says, <laughs> Oh yeah. Hello. I'm on the loose. Uh, <laughs> just like, I'm a slasher. I've been slashing Hi. prices. So th- th- this, this is the um, first time I'll see you, but, but I will be the last thing you see. Um, yeah, exactly. Like I'll catch, you'll catch me later. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but he says, uh, this Lieutenant Aegisfield says, um, there's been this string of grizzly murders. Like people have been being flayed. Yes. So uh, this puts you on a little bit of a, t- a detective quest because he gives you a couple of leads, you know, just some people who may know what's going on. I forget if he actually conscripts you to figure this out. You can um, offer. I don't think he conscripts you, but you can yeah, offer. Yeah. Uh, so he mentions a beggar and you go. However, he, he, he tampered with the scene and took a piece of piece of evidence. There was a, an exotic hide that was at the scene. It's actually a piece of elephant skin, which is incredibly rare over here on the Sword Coast. You know, not nobody's really seen an elephant over here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is uh, this whole kind of thing is, is similar to that you talk to him, you get that little piece of skin. Um, you can talk to a prostitute nearby um, and says, like, I oh, saw a man in a hood leaving the scene uh, and he smelled uh, like a certain they had a peculiar smell yeah uh, to it. and you can go to a berry merchant and bring these berries she can do a sniff test <laughs> yeah. um and figure out you know what this actually is is this oak bark yes. i was using for tanning uh for tannin for tanning so you can go to the tanner mm-hmm. um the tanner um there's a couple different ways you can do this if you get enough evidence um you can present it to the lieutenant and lieutenant will go in and get killed mm-hmm. um you can also take the law into your own hands um and go in and you can also subvert the law like if you just know like actually i know it's this guy because it smells like tanning and this guy's a real creep mm-hmm. and my hunch is there you can jump the gun and, and attack him yeah um regardless of which what happens is he you can't kill him then he runs into his basement which is trapped all fuck out yeah like it is made to evade pursuit and has multiple layers like this looks like a normal tanner shop but it goes down three layers deep mm-hmm. yeah he's, um, he's, he he's through- been busy you know seven jigsawing it up yeah, and there's there's like corpses and stuff there. <laughs> it's like Seven um, Samurai, but they hire seven jigsaws yeah, seven to save jigsaws. the town. <laughs> <laughs> like 
it's like the most complicated death trap that's ever been. I want to play yeah. a game. No, I want to play a game. No, I want to play a game. Will you guys it shut up and all play a game? Three to five players. What will we do? <laughs> <laughs> Two people can rotate in. One will a doctor. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the, uh, you go down and you find these corpses. Uh, of kind of important if you're an evil fucker is to find the uh, human skin. Mm-hmm. You can fall around with you for the entire game pretty much. Yeah. Uh, until you can eventually do something with it. Um, you get down to the basement and he sh- says, like, this is actually bigger than you think. Um, he runs away and he teleports in some people to attack you and distract you. Hmm. Um, you can then tell the... <laughs> it's the hilarious. He, he has a dock. Like, like he has a getaway boat uh, yeah, <laughs> on the he's bottom floor. The, the skin playing boat. Uh, <laughs> the uh, sail the, is hideous. Yeah, the, the, um, so you uh, you report to the lieutenant. You say, hey, hey, I stopped the murders. You get a big reputation thing. Yeah. Uh, the skin. So one of the notes in this house, um, he talks about his contact who is in uh, Umar Hills. You can go and he says, like, you'll know me if you buy a specific book. There's mm-hmm. a book merchant in Umar Hills. If you go to that merchant, you buy that specific book. He says, ah, like. You're working with, and I can't remember, like Rajik or something like that. I can't remember his name. And you can just play along and say yes. He's like, okay, you have have the item, right? And you present him the skin. And he says, okay, in order to make the item, I need the blood of a silver dragon. Mm. Way later, you can bring him the blood of the silver dragon and make this incredibly evil armor uh, from this skin. Oh, yeah. Um, from it, you know, that's made with the blood of one of the most noble creatures, you know, <laughs> to ever exist. And, yeah. And also, uh, you know, a human, mm-hmm. um, and make this like, so you can actually complete his work, oh, which I think uh-huh. is one of my favorite, like evil articulations in this game. Yeah. And it's really hidden. It's like a really weird little thing you can do. You just mm-hmm. have to be reading notes and stuff very right carefully. Yeah. You know, and think that they would do it. Like it doesn't feel like it's within the possibility space of video games, really. <laughs> to, 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 to kill it, to kill what is basically a living god, and then make make armor out of somebody's skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. Um. So the bridge district is also home to one of those one of those uh, kind of major boss fight things. You know, you can mm-hmm. use a rogue stone to get in and fight a lich. There's a companion that you can get here and in the sewers, I believe. Um, you get him in the sewers. You get him in the sewers, so. but his his stuff is here because he is a he's a bard, and like this is where his uh, this is where his whole uh, theater is, right? Yep, and and where your ultimate stronghold will be if you're a bard, right? So, and weirdly enough, this ends up being um, Ares' quest. Uh, ends up being Herodelis' quest. Like oh. Ari, uh, if you Ares will get called home to Quail, Quail will say, "Hey." I have a friend who works at this uh, play. Go talk to her. Talk to her. She says, Herodelis is missing. Um, you go find him in the bar, in the sewers. He's the prisoner of a mage. You do a mage fight. And you can recruit him. Um, he is a bard uh, who is a blade. So he's like a martial bard. Yes. Um, he's good at fighting. Um, and when you uh, pick him up and bring him back to the tavern, um, people teleport you in and take you to a different plane, hmm. uh, to a prison, like bring him back as a slave. There's like this extra dimensional lord who uh, has this this uh, group of slaves yeah. that Herodelis was one of and escaped. Yeah, well, he's, um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a tiefling, right? Yeah, he's half, he's part demon. Yeah. Um, so you kill his uh, master, and then you come back, and if you're a bard, you get the play playhouse. So you get to choose, like, what kind of plays to put on and stuff. It's a little bit more managed, sim, a little slightly more simmy mm-hmm. than most of the strongholds, a little bit closer to the Thieves' Guild one, but not quite full sim. No. Um, and you uh, can uh, get Herodelis, if you yeah. want, who apparently is pretty good. He does stop you from romancing Ari uh, mm. or makes it more difficult. Like you have to, um, he will, they will form a relationship outside of you if you yeah. let them. Um, I, I like that. I like that yeah. that can happen. Yeah, it's neat. Like, I don't think that's something that's happened in Bioware games after this. I think right. everyone kind of orbits around you directly. Yes. In Bioware games. Um, 
so the uh, it's kind of it's all kind of neat, but also not that special. And I've never had a good place for her at least in my party. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And just like so. in, in you know, if you are rolling with a good party, like capital G good party, you're going to end up with a lot of hybrids anyway. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, somebody who comes out of the box as a hybrid class feels a little feels a little bit like there's not a, a logical place for them to be there. Yeah. Looking at you, Kamari. Like, <laughs> yeah. The um. Yeah, it, that's exactly it. So um, there's also that uh, we mentioned that Lich fight. Um, there's a door that has a very like Planescape Torment gate. You can only open the door if you have a Rogue Stone in your inventory. So you want to hold on to at least one Rogue Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you go in, you've this, this area called the Twisted Rune, which is this pocket plane with a Lich. Nice. Um, the Elemental Lich. And it is an extremely tough Lich. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to the um, the Government District. Uh, yeah. here. One of the things you can do here is there is a lynching happening here. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be about the elemental lich, but what about the elemental lynch? Yeah. Uh, because Viconia yeah. is going to be burned at the stake. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. No, they're, 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 they're summarily executing, executing a drow. Uh, yeah. somebody that, you know, from the first game and who is a pretty important, uh, NPC. If you end up getting her, uh, Viconia. Uh, she mm-hmm. she is a a drow cleric and the best healer in the game. Yep, and is also very similar to Corgan in that her alignment is neutral evil, but it doesn't really match her actions. Right. Um. You know, she is self serving, but she is also extremely persecuted. Like she left the drow. Yeah. You know, like that was too evil for her. <laughs> well, she 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 left the drow. She didn't want to be in Lolth's service anymore because of you know a horrible thing that happened. Uh, yeah. and she immediately swore swore allegiance to Shar, which is another evil uh evil uh, ent- entity on the surface side. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and like, so terrible, terrible things happen to her because of her race. Uh, but nobody actually kills her because nobody kills her or hurts her because of the things she does. Yeah, exactly. So you have to rescue her. You have to kill these, these fanatics and then you can recruit her. Um, her big thing is extremely low strength. So you want to give her the gauntlets of ogre power mm-hmm. uh, pretty quickly, but she is like a really amazing cleric. Um, it's my favorite romance. Uh, in the game as well. It's really um, good. I like it quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. Like it's very, it reminds me of Anna in Torment. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause she, the, the answer is not to just go full balls to the wall. Like Bioware have a, have a real issue with making, boiling down human relationships to like, when at, do you want to fuck? Like when <laughs> say yes enough and it will just yeah. happen because we're Bioware and that's how we think humanity works. And people <laughs> masturbate to our games. Um, we want to create Tumblr art. So yeah, you know, that's what we do. But in Viconia, the answer is not necessarily to play, you know, like you don't, you know, you don't want to pursue her too, too fast and too strong. Right. Uh, specifically, you don't want to pursue her in a way that makes you feel subservient. Right. Yes. Because, like, because of her upbringing and because of the culture that she comes from, you know, you can only romance her if, if you're a male in an unmodded game, you know, ma- you know, drow society is a matriarchy. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, you, you cannot appear weak because she is basically used to and you know kind of indoctrinated into this culture of basically stepping on men wherever she can you have to actually like show a little bit of backbone you need to tease her out of this shell where she does not necessarily want to trust anybody with her feelings 
Mm-hmm. Like this can manifest a little bit as like a, like, oh, a Sundare kind of thing, you know, because she, sure. she, you know, draws you, she runs hot and cold. She draws you in and pushes you away, pushes you away. It feels like it runs a little bit deeper than kind of a superficial version of that trope or character type specifically because there's an awful lot of deceit that is, that is involved in this. And she's like, you know, testing, testing you because she is not used to actually trusting anybody to like stick with her, especially on the surface side. Because mm-hmm. she has done terrible things in her past, and she ultimately like ends up, I mean, at least to the point where I'm at in the game, she is like, you, you know, lying and saying that she's done worse things th- than she's actually done in order to see if you will reject her. Yeah, try to scare you off a little bit. And like, yeah. yes, that's a little bit of a trope, but also you found her being lynched. Yeah. Like she has no reason to trust people from the surface. Right. You know, even though you could, your character could potentially have a history with her. It also is uh, in Throne of Ball, um, she will change her alignment. Yeah. Um, which I guess like is a thing you have as like a register. <laughs> you, know, you go to the registrar or whatever because it's like a real thing. Like she changes it. Yeah. Um. And this, but you can, you know, she never acted like she never really believed it. It's this weird, like she is this real, uh, this victim of kind of the culture that she's in and what she thinks she should do. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. So it's just kind of interesting to see. Yeah. And yeah. her her evil mostly just manifests in terms of being single minded and focused. Again, mm-hmm. like like we you know a little bit with Corgan. Uh, Corgan is more about gold, and I need to kill immediately. She, she's a little bit like Morrigan in terms of you know if if it is perceived that you are wasting time helping people, then she you know kind of like bristles at that. Yep, and she um uh the kind of trade-off for her being so strong is that uh, you have a negative two reputation kind of permanently applied to your reputation when she's in the party. Yeah. Cause you're traveling around with this kid, this, you know, uh, this evil race. Yeah. With a pariah. Like if you're walking yeah. around with a, yeah. If you're like walking around with a ogre or something. Yeah. Um, you can also pick up Jan Jensen. Uh, this is a very funny little thing that happens. He is uh, selling, uh, he's a merchant. Mm-hmm. He's selling like his inventions without a license. And essentially you are asked not to be a narc. Um, a, a cop comes up, uh, this cop and his bumbling sidekick come up and try to ask you like, Hey, was this gnome trying to sell you something? And you can, uh, say yes and get him sent to jail and you can still get him at that point. You have to rescue him. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can say like, no, he wasn't selling me anything, you know, like in cover for him, be a, be a comrade. And, uh, then he will join you. Yeah. Uh, and I really love Jan. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a goofy like character. He's chaotic neutral. Uh, and it, but it, the way it articulates is like, not, uh, like, little random monkey dishwasher you know it's not mm-hmm. like that kind of thing it's more uh he's just got his own kind of deal yeah. um there's a running joke with him and turnips like he's a turnip farmer that's what they do they love turnips they get drunk off them um and that kind of comes through in his barks and it gets annoying mm-hmm. the running joke that works for me is that every situation reminds him of uh, like a weird little scenario uh, that may or may not have happened that are always like kind of outsized. Like <laughs> you, uh, like, you know, either encounters he had with God, you know, gods in the forgotten realms or big figures or things like that, or just weird, uh, little things from his ex- like huge extended family history, hmm. uh, that he, he has. Um, and there's actually two, um, I'll talk about them when they come up, but there are two like really, really wonderful moments with him, uh, <laughs> that come up later in the game. That are subvert like his whole deal. So he is a hybrid. He's another hybrid thief and um, mm-hmm. uh, mage. Illusionist. Illusionist, yeah. yeah. Um, how does he fit into your party? Um, he's just like a, like a fairly, he's a strong, he's like definitely my thief. Mm-hmm. So he's my only thief. And then he's my backup. Like between him and Aerie, I make one full caster. Mm-hmm. 
uh, pretty much. I don't have a dedicated mage. Right. Um, so it's, yeah, that's pretty much how he fits in. Okay. Um, he's a ranged combat. He has a, um, his whole thing is he has a bunch of custom equipment. He makes that kind of break the rules. <laughs> um, like, so he has an armor he can wear uh, while casting spells and it doesn't have an armor class, but it applies a flat 25% damage reduction. What? <laughs> everything. So like it does, you know, it's kind of neat. Like you will always, you know, not always, but you'll frequently get hit. But it always just doesn't hurt as much. Huh. And uh, his glasses let him do uh, true seeing, um, which is really huge because that ends up being a thing for fighting mages. Um, they will oftentimes turn invisible or cast something called mislead. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, He's got gloves that give him better uh, pickpockets and find traps. Like he's got a bunch of equipment. And then he gets these. Uh, he has his own custom crossbow that he can craft this thing called flasher launchers, hmm. um, which are like they operate a little bit like skull traps, but they stun enemies instead of kill them. OK. And they're like fairly powerful. Um, so you can set those up. So he just has a bunch of weird little quirks. Yeah. I like that. So now I don't really use those as much like those lose efficacy as it goes. And now he is much closer to like, he's my, my traps box guy. And he's much closer to a, just a traditional mage who uses a, a crossbow. Okay. Yeah. To fight from the back lines. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his, uh, character quest is a little bit weird. Um, he gets summoned home because of an old love of his, like he fell in love with a lady uh, and it didn't work out. And she instead chose this uh, rich guy, um, this rich gnome, this other merchant who like showed her nice things and everything, but he's abusive. Mm. And uh, because of the abuse, it has sent uh, her daughter into kind of a catatonic state. Oh, God. So you you have to uh, go and he leaves your party for this. It's kind of obnoxious. Like you go without a thief for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, you go on this little quest to go and find uh, this character, this like kind of crime lord figure called the Hidden. Um, to get a cure for the girl and the hidden turns out to be a, a mind player oh. um, who is able to to cure the girl like using their psionics hmm. um, so yeah so you go and do that and then uh, but there doesn't really resolve like Jan doesn't you know it's not like he gets the girl in the end she goes back to her husband it's a, like a abused wife you know abused wife kind of story like no no he promised things will be better you don't yeah. know him like I do it's that kind of thing yeah, and nice. kind of ends on this down note it's really weird huh um, but then he, then he joins you and it's like a good turn. Like he references that you helped him out, uh, near the end when it's like the final encounter and you get to do the traditional Bioware. Like, are you sure you want to go with me? Yeah. yeah. Speech, you know? Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's really great though. I like him a lot. Nice. So yeah, I just, yeah. he just, I, I don't really have a place for him in my party right now. Yeah. Totally yeah. makes sense. Like, yeah, he's just, uh, he's, if I, if I had another, if I had a thief that I was going to use, then I would, I would not yeah. want him. Why wouldn't you, know? you be using so. Yoshimo? The because uh, it just doesn't like fit into like I'm an archer yeah. and he's like primarily a ranged combat thing. Oh, yeah, like I yeah. want that that additional magic mm-hmm. steez is stronger yeah. for me. I gotcha. Because um, like yeah, I I got ranged combat like pretty dialed. Yeah. You know, and like yes, like I have Jan use a crossbow. You know, from the back, but mostly he casts spells. Yeah, I mean that's more of a oh. self preservation thing. Like if you have him on AI, like just so he doesn't yeah. run in and get. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's literally that. Like it stops him from moving forward. <laughs> right. Whereas, like I think, and Yoshimo can can do frontline combat and stuff, but he's I just don't like babysitting him for how fragile he is. Like, yeah, I I do a lot of spells and stuff from the back and send in Animan and Keldorn to be, and I just pump their armor class. Mm-hmm. Like those are my my main and and Minsk yeah. uh, and have those three up there as like three three beef boys, and then I have my back crew. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, there's another, uh, quest that begins here that gets you uh, a ranged, uh, person for your party, uh, mm-hmm. where you're tracking Valigard. You, you, you end up working for the cowled wizards. Uh, uh, so as a mage, this is kind of the quest that I am directed toward, uh, by mm-hmm. Galen and his little street mop at Bruss. His, his little coup boy. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm like, hey, go find this. Go find this cowled wizard named Tolgarius. Um, and they'll have, they'll have some work for you. So Valagar Corthala, you know, he, he is wanted for killing two cowled wizards. Again, this sect of mages that kind of has, uh, Athkatla, uh, under its thumb, uh, yep. you know, in, in this entire area, it's a big deal to kill them regardless. Um, and you need to go hunt him down. He's got a place in the docks, I think. And he also has, uh, on the books, this cabin in, um, in the Umar um, Hills. Yeah, yeah. In the Umar Hills. So you, you go there um, and you can find him. You can find his cabin uh, and you can, you know, you can you die monster or you can listen to him. <laughs> right. Of course, you listen to him. Um, well, like your party members say, you know, the the cow wizards suck. They're probably not yeah. telling us everything. <laughs> yeah, so. they're not good. Um, so and he says, like, essentially what happened was there's a planet sphere that appeared in the slums. Uh, we've, we've seen that. Yeah. Um, it's like this big sphere that's superimposed. And yeah. like, you know, it's, it's really neat. It's like telefrag some houses. <laughs> yeah, just, it was like, oh, somebody dropped a technodrome in the middle of the city. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and he says, like, you know, they need my body to get in there because that was made by my ancestor, who was yeah. a, a necromancer mm-hmm. uh, named Lavak. Um, and Valigar hates like mages. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's 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 his whole thing. He's like, you know. I want to go in there and uh, we can, I say, like, let me team up with you. We'll go in there and see if Lavox still lives and kill him. Yeah. Like, I will I will kill my ancestor here myself. Don't let's not do it for the cowled wizards who just want the power within the sphere. Yeah. Let's do it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, you can kill him. You get his body as an item just in your inventory. Yep. <laughs> if you sling him over your shoulder and he acts as a key, <laughs> you can still do this thing if you murder him. Right. And you'll get a reward from the, the cowled wizards for doing so. Yeah. Um, but you get a pretty good reward, too, by going in yourself. Um mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you get Valgar. He's a really good, he's a really, really good uh, ranged fighter. Yeah, in fact, the only he's, a, he's a really amazing archer. <laughs> the, only, the only reason that I don't have him in my, in my party right now is because I cannot take Jahira out of my party without having her leave permanently. Yeah, yeah Jahira, is, uh, she's uh, got a thing to go do. Um, and she does not, yeah. So the... Um, so the the thing with Valgar too is they give you like a real overabundance of archers in this game. Like yeah. playing as an archer, uh, cut this guy off for me and Mazzy because mm-hmm. Mazzy can do frontline combat, but is best as an archer yeah. as well. And it's like they just really want you to have an archer. It's kind of weird. Yeah, because um, they give you two really good ones and Yoshimo, who's also really good. Mm-hmm. And that so uh, you go to the planner sphere um, with him. It opens the door, and once you open the door um, and get past this little vestibule, um, the planner sphere shifts into another plane um it's very clever that this happens while you're inside it so they don't have to redraw the slums yep like presumably there was just a big like empty sphere yeah you know of, of just like rubble and stuff here but we don't get to see it because we're in the sphere yes um and it's transported us to the abyss and you cannot go out at least until yep. you uh deactivate certain parts of it and what we got ourselves is a big old wiz- wizard dungeon uh, yeah. where bunches where, where bunches of experiments were being done uh there are like lots of there's a room full of like the the water room has a bunch of sagan in it uh mm-hmm. things like that this fucking rules yeah this is super cool and it's <laughs> things from different it's a real fun like little love letter to D settings because mm-hmm. there are things from different uh D settings here yeah <laughs> there, um, you're there's right the nights of, of Sol- Solam- good yeah, solemnia or we heard from dragonlance yeah um, and the halflings, these are the feral halflings from um, Dark Sun. Oh, nice. That you can run into. Yeah, those those so. things are real, real problems. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're extremely tough. Yeah. Well, they're feral. Yeah. Like in, in Dark Sun, they're little, just little monsters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but you eventually work your way around to this room for making golems. They originally, you know, intended to make golems specifically to fend off these planar enemies. You know, if you're going to be going around these planes, you want some protection. Um, mm-hmm. And you have to find the pieces of the golem and enough coal to fire the furnaces to make one for you. 
Yep, if you want to. Like, what that golem will do is go and kill this uh, Elder Ol Orb Super Beholder. Mm-hmm. You can also go kill the Beholder if you want to. Yeah. It's I, way I easier to let the golem do it. I couldn't find a way forward. Like, he, he, he senses an intruder, and you think, oh, I made this golem, and he's going to fight me. Great. No, he actually senses the intruder and goes and kills this Elder this elder Orb, uh, and he breaks through a door to do it. I couldn't you, find yeah, another way to right, open that actually. door. Yeah. Um, it, it generally, it makes a lot of sense if you can go there and get one arrow off on the beholder, it counts as you helping kill it. Uh-huh. So you get more experience, I believe. I think you get the combat experience as well. Yeah. yeah. But beholders are, are, do not fuck around in this game, which Maybe. we'll talk about soon. Um, after you do this, you can eventually get to the inner sanctum where Lavak is. Um, you fight him, uh, but you find out after you kill him, like that he, or and after you fight him, uh, that he has actually been possessed by an extra planner being. Yes. Um, it might be good to talk about wizard fights here. This is maybe the first like tough wizard fight. Yeah, let's do it. And, you know, you they want you to be a wizard when you come here or have a wizard with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so wizards are all about this kind of like chess kind of feeling of protections and debuffs that you do. Um, wizards will oftentimes have this spell called a contingency that allows them to instantly cast things on the front of combat. And they cast protections that allow that let you so you can't interrupt their spells. Right. Um, primarily stone skin, but also protections from magic. Um, Globes of invulnerability like a lot. Yeah. Yep. Globes of invulnerability. And the whole idea is, is that if they can get off a couple spells, they can fuck you up. Yeah. Like the mages in this are very smart. Um, in the first game, they were just like, oh, you know, it was the strategy was focus fire on mages because they'll cast fireballs. Mm-hmm. Now it's focus, you know, take down the you can't just focus fire on them and you have to take them down because they're going to dire charm your best fighter mm-hmm. who will decimate your party. Yes. You know, it's not, uh, they're just more sophisticated. Like they will cast confusion on the group and that will just like fuck you over. <laughs> They'll cast hold person and then their fighters will just chunk your guys. Like, yeah. They're just a serious problem if you let them go unchecked. Yeah, they'll ca- the, and so what you need to do, you have to have you know casters in your party that will counter or nullify what they are doing. So it mm-hmm. creates these really interesting fights, especially if if there is a party composition going on. Um, you know where your wizard is almost dueling this other caster in order to undo and kind of press your own advantage on on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you you really just need to get in some hits like once your fighter starts getting through the wizard will go down quick and you can start interrupting spells and that's really what you need to do like a a wizard who can't cast spells but sometimes they can have multiple contingencies on where like when they almost die a lot of times they'll cast a spell called mislead which i mentioned which puts a a copy of them in their place and teleports them a little way and turns them invisible Mm -hmm. and they'll start you know depending on what level they are like they'll cast hold and confusion and dire charm and shit like that but they'll also cast like death spells and shit yeah and later on wizards cast thing time stop which allows them just to cast a bunch of spells in a row without you being able to do anything Mm -hmm. and uh they don't fuck around with that like they cast you know whale of the banshee and you know abazazal's horrid wilting and shit like that um just things that like will kill you yeah so like they are the primary antagonist of the game as far as like top, like most of the boss fights are wizard fights um, because of this. And they'll have these little quirks to them. Yeah. And um, there's a couple different strategies you can use. Like in this one, you can't because it's a small arena, but one of the weird things is wizards won't chase you. <laughs> um, and they also won't, they won't switch screens usually. So like there's a couple different, um, there's a thing that's not a quest. So we're probably not going to, uh, it might be in the government district too. Mm-hmm. It's in the government or temple district, but there's a slaver compound that's unmarked. It's not related to any quest. Uh, it's just called guarded compound on the map. And, uh, if you go in there, um, it's full of like really, really tough fights. Uh, but when you go up to the second floor and all these wizards start attacking you, you just go downstairs again <laughs> and then you go, you know, and all their time stops and all that stuff fire. They have nothing to do during their time stop. Like, they just <laughs> bought themselves 15 seconds of like chill out time. Yeah. 
And then you go back upstairs and you let them attack and you go, then you leave again. And you can usually do that to them or just get some distance. Um, you can also waste summon, send summons at them and summons just kind of like, you know, working down their defenses. Like so stone, stone skin mm-hmm. doesn't work for a certain amount of time. It works for a certain number of hits. Right. So sending in a bunch of summons to just really, really get in attacks to yeah. wear down stone skins and uh, mirror images is also really useful mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. And my character, I really just, I, I ought to have just specialized as a conjurer. I forget what that, what that blocks off for me i'm sure it's something really good but like i don't think it might be divination yeah like I, yeah, I think i think it's actually okay it's not yeah divination or enchantment it's something that you can afford to lose i think yeah it's it's, a, it's fine because i can just cast everything uh but most of my slots um or a lot of my main characters efforts are spent summoning help in mm-hmm. um in order to just basically put more of my own guys on the board for that so yeah, mm-hmm. I just I really enjoy that, you know, we, we talk about, oh, it's a wizard fight and a lot of games that would mean, OK, so they're going to do a lot of like there's probably AOEs they're you know, they just say they put out a lot of damage very quickly. No, it's far more technical than that. Yeah, it's elaborate. And it's one of those things where you're going to want to slow down and look at the um, the combat log. Yes. Thing. There's a running um, log of all of the dice rolls, essentially, mm-hmm. that go on and in the game and what what things are being cast and things like that. Um, and you want to look at that. Like you want to take a look at that and have a close eye on it because it's going to tell you what to do to counter. Yeah. Um, you get a lot of counter spells that you can do in this. Um, and they have, uh, different ones for different situations. Like generally breach is the key one for physical things. And that's really the one I, I focus on, uh-huh. you know, and there are ones that strip away magical protections, but breach gets rid of physical protections and allows my fighters to start interrupting spells. Yep. Kind of get that foot, excuse me, get that foot in the door. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yep. but yeah, there are other things too, like, um, like Kel, Kellen's warding whip mm-hmm. and Ruby Ray of reversal and things like that. Yeah. And you also, you have access to these protections yourself as well. Yeah. It's worth noting. So you can, uh, if you really kite out for it, like you can, you know, do a lot with your mage, mm-hmm. um, setting up a bunch of different spells, spell absorption, stuff like that. You can make your mage incredibly hearty. <laughs> so. Yeah. I really like phantom blade. That's a good, uh, it's an incredibly oh, yeah. good spell. Yeah, Phantom Blade is really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so after you uh, actually take him out, he says, like, listen, you know, I'm sorry. I came to my senses. Um, I was terrible. I did terrible things to my family. But I've been, like, spent half of an eternity, like, time passes different here, mm-hmm. um, trying to keep the secrets of the sphere uh, from this force that possesses me. Right. Like, I did not want to have it. Uh, you've taken that, gotten rid of that force, which is great. Grant my last wish and let me die on the prime material plane. Yes. Let me die under my under a familiar sky, essentially, is yep. what he wants. Um, (laughs) problem is you're not on the prime material. You're in the abyss. Yep. So when you leave, uh, you had to get a demon heart and you go out into the abyss and there's a big, you know, abyss map. There's not very much here other than just demons and and methods and shit. Uh Uh, and you have to go get a demon heart. So there is a, there's one right above you when you leave, there's a Tanari Mm -hmm. up there. Um, and Tanari is again, it's one of those plus three weapons (laughs) kind of thing. Tanaris are not, are no joke. Yeah. Um, we had to kill him and rip his heart out to power the sphere. Yes. So you get in there, um, and Torgarian, the, uh, the 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 Cal Wizard who, wizard who gave you the, the this mission in the first place, like he's really angry with you if you're this far, um, you know, because he's basically been freelancing. He wanted the he wanted the sphere to himself, so you have to mm-hmm. kill him and his buddy who he who he summons in. Yep, uh, another another wizard fight. Yeah, um, but you kill them, and since it's in this other plane, like it doesn't uh, you know affect you. You're not going to get in trouble for killing a called wizard. Right. Um, you feed the demon heart into this engine. Uh, and you make the jump back to, to 
to the slums. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anybody who like was walking through that crater. Oh, they're not super happy. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> really, for, yeah, well, not, not good. It, it, it's a mass for mass exchange. So uh, however many people make up the mass of that sphere, they were warped into the abyss in its stead. So, yeah. They're all right. Um, <laughs> They're and so, so and you fight a bunch of golems on your way out. You take Lavak outside. He dies under the sky, and he gives you the sphere if you are a wizard. Yes. Uh, otherwise, it just kind of exists. <laughs> but. And this is really cool. Uh, if you're playing as a wizard, you can go in there. Uh, you are you basically become like a like a shadow op for the cowled wizards for Teos mm-hmm. specifically, uh, who uh, wants you to do things that are either too annoying for the cowled wizards or would be bad for them to be seen doing. Mm-hmm. Is a little bit of the flavor around this. Um, the first task that I did was figure out how to send those Salamnic knight home, knights home back to Kryn, mm-hmm. uh, because they hate being here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you don't want them living in your house. No. Free. <laughs> yeah. Again, they're, 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 they're paladins. They kind of suck. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, also very cool is you get, they, they pawn some apprentices off on you. Mm-hmm. And the, yep. like you, yeah, you have to you have to oversee their studies, which means telling them which items to make for you. Uh, and this, out, this is fun. It's like kind of craft. It's kind or kind of uh, simulationy. Yes, uh, because you have you have like three items, each that has their own kind of difficulty level attached to it. If you ask them to make something that's too too advanced, one of them will die, or you know, more of them will die. So you can either have them make incredibly good stuff up to and including like the uh, the best the wizard room yeah the, yeah or yeah the, the the staff of power they can make like meteor storm for you etc um however if everybody lives then you get somebody who sticks around to make potions for you and you can go back uh, a certain amount you know every once in a while and get like just a array of potions which consumables in this game are very powerful yes you know, um, <laughs> my, my favorite detail uh teos comes by and you do the graduation for all these kids there's this they bring in a speaker to do the commencement william mm-hmm. quotes bill williamson <laughs> yeah. is, like i'm supposed to know who this is like oh wow yeah. and they asked me the famous forgotten realms character william bill, bill williamson yeah billiam yeah um yeah pretty pretty fun stuff like i love the uh, the apprentice stuff i didn't do it this this play around this go around but i've done it before me. yeah yeah. Um, it's... <laughs> yeah. Uh, but ultimately, uh, it ends with you kind of uh, fighting this anti-magic crusader. Mm. Um, or no, no, you actually have to go. Uh, yeah, you have to. <laughs> Sorry, I, I messed that up. There's an anti-magic crusader who's been sending these people after you. You have to go and maze him uh, mm. with the, with this artifact in order to get them off your back. Um, and then ultimately, uh, I think that I think that's everything. Uh, like Teos mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't turn on you. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, the called wizards are the one who took, took MON. Um, this is one of the ways there are multiple ways you can figure out exactly that MON got sent to spell hold. Like you'll eventually just find out through a cutscene. Yeah. But he will also give you that information. Right. Yeah. But he can't tell you where spell hold is. Nobody tells you where spell hold is. Right. And we'll be going there soon. Yeah. Um, one of the things that also happens, uh, here, um, and just kind of happens in general, uh, Keldorn is a paladin, uh, you can pick up and, uh, he, has family issues you go back uh to his house and you find out you know his kids are extremely distant uh from him and you find out um his wife uh admits that she has taken a lover Hmm. and because he's a paladin and because of honor like this is a real big deal you know this has dishonored him and stuff and essentially it's it's not that dissimilar to animan um as you convince him to do the right thing to it's it's actually it's actually a little bit different like animan you convince him not to take the law into his own hands here you convince uh 
Keldorn to do the the right thing that is not, you know, that is against the law, that is against the codes. Mm-hmm. Um, and forgive this guy who cucked him. Yeah. You know, essentially like, um, you know, listen, like this is my fault. Like I have been uh, not a very present father. Like you have to kind of, and you have the confrontation with the dude. You go find him in a bar and it's kind of good. Like hmm. the dude is not um, villainous. He's not like horny. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just like, yeah, like, you weren't around and we fell in love and she had a need and you weren't fulfilling it. And yeah. it wasn't just sex. It was this emotional need and you weren't a father to your kids. So like yeah. they need someone to take them to the, the weird illusionist nightmare circus, you know, and you weren't there to do it. Cats in the cradle. Yeah. And also the silver spoon. Yeah. Held on. Little boy. Adi- blue, additionally, the man on the moon. Yeah. Additionally. And furthermore, the man on the moon. <laughs> yeah. um, furthermore, sign signs everywhere. The signs. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, and killed her and they're breaking up the scenery and they're breaking my mind. Um, the, <laughs> um, but uh, you can, and then uh, Keldorn says like, yeah, I fucked up. Like, and he comes back and he's just like, you know, I'll always love you. I remember why I loved you. Uh, and he kind of like, and she says like, will you go out again uh, to go adventure? And I'm like, yeah, you will. Uh, Cause like he asked you and I just like, I need you. You're, you got the Holy Avenger. Yeah. Um, I need to kill Doran. So he says like, this will be his last mission. Does she, does she accept that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's like, you know, do this one last thing. Your companion seems good. Um, you'll do this last thing and then retire. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to quit. Yeah. It'd be, so, uh, it'd be very funny if she left him and he just became, it was, it was like the opposite of Animan where mm-hmm. Animan kind of becomes good. And then <laughs> yeah, Keldorn becomes a fallen paladin. Yep. Yeah. At that point. Um, the also, it's very funny. Cause you know, I was like, yeah, there's this one thing I have to do. Uh, but then I just imagined like slipping a note under her door. It's like throwing a ball lady. <laughs> 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 you know, like actually he's going to have to go do this thing too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Kildor and I actually end up kind of like, he is just a paladin. So he's just stuffy, stuffy old paladin guy. But mm-hmm. I like him because of the interactions he has in the party. Like he yeah, is yeah. kind of a mentor to Aerie and he's like, very gentle to everybody. Yeah. And like, you know, it's like he, it feels like my my little dudes deserve to have a good guy around, even if he's not particularly interesting to the player. Yeah. Uh, something that I just in reading about this, like Keldorn's relationship with Corgan seems interesting to me mm. because you would think, you know, they're 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 directly opposed on the on the alignment chart. You would think they would be oil and water. No, they actually kind of respect each other because they're both extremely good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's really like he's a good articulation of of a paladin. Yeah. And it's interesting to play this right be, you know, after we did Neverwinter Nights 2, which had that shitty paladin. Yes. Like, that was not a good articulation. Like, I just feel like Bioware forgot how to do everything they knew how to do. Yeah. Because this, this is just, like, a much better version of that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just more likable. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the Umar Hills. Yeah, a long area. Yeah, yeah, this is a big deal. Um, there's a huge quest. It is a, a thing we get sent to. We run this little boy named Dellen, walks up and says, in the graveyard, he can actually come anywhere, and says, hey, the people in my hometown in Umar Hills um, are being are inside out and mad, being turned <laughs> inside out and mad. It's like, well, shit, that's interesting. Yeah, um, <laughs> not you know, angry, and, insane. Minx does not understand that uh, distinction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and you arrive, um, there's this town meeting happening. The, the mayor and his wife are addressing people in the fountain and they're trying to figure out why people are, uh, being, you know, being murdered Yes. here. Um, they're, you know, say like, oh, you know, it's those ogres, you know, it's those monsters that showed up like, no, it's the wolves. 
um, you know, and they're like, well, we hired this group of adventurers, including this, uh, this, our, our ranger. Well, they have a ranger. Yeah. They've uh, got the uh, ranger the, protector over the hills, Morella. Yep. And, uh, Maz, we hired the famous adventurer, Mazzy, but she's gone missing. Yes. And they're just kind of in this state of crisis. Yeah. Um, nothing is good. They've got these three theories again, wolves, ogres, or it's Umar, the witch come back herself. So you yeah. got to figure out what's going on. You know, you talk mm-hmm. to, you talk to the mayor and he's like, yeah, people are being killed in their beds, turned inside out. Um, you know, just no, no idea. So you can go and talk to the ogres. They're like right across the river, but they've been victimized too, like their yeah. own people. And they just kind of want to live like they fled a war in the South, you know? Yeah. They're deserters. Yeah. They're deserters. And like, yeah, we, we just don't want to be hunted anymore. Um, so you can actually uh, broker an arrangement, say like, Hey, uh, mayor, can you, you know, just, can you just coexist with the, uh, these ogres? They'll provide protection. Uh, mm-hmm. and all they really just want is just some peace and to do some trade with you. So it's a win-win. Uh, mm-hmm. and miraculously the mayor accepts he's, it's strange, yeah. but he's like, yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And it will, and you also say like, Hey, they will kind of protect you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And they need that. They just lost the ranger. Uh, uh-huh. um, there's these kids who want you to buy them beer. Uh, <laughs> and it's very funny. They want you to buy beer and swords. I think they'll get off into stab play, <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh, and I, I love that you can, uh, so you can just say, yes, you can go get them beer and swords. Um, or you can say, okay, you get beer, but no swords. Uh-huh. Or you can say, okay, you get swords, but no beer. <laughs> uh, everybody, I love like splitting the difference answers like that. That missed the point. Like uh-huh. there's a movie, uh, that's not like, you know, I'm sure it doesn't stand out very well now, but this like nineties parody movie, uh, that I liked, uh, as, as a teen called fear of a black hat. Okay. Um, this rusty Cundiff movie. And it's kind of a fake, it's like a rap early nineties, like rap culture kind of, um, yeah. Uh, parody movie essentially mm-hmm. and uh it's they're they're like nwa in it mm. uh and they they have uh you know they do their cop killing single i can't remember what the name of it was but they're negotiating with the record label and the the record label guys like you know under no circumstances can you guys have 15 just a pile of dead 15 dead cops on the cover of this record <laughs> and they're like no we have to and then the record label guy is like uh no it's zero. Zero is the number of dead cops and the agent who's on the phone he's like what the difference seven cops and then like goes back to his phone call like that that would solve the the problem you know a pile of seven dead cops instead of 15 or zero i I don't i don't mean to i don't mean to sweeten or punch up this script from 30 years ago but what about seven and a half dead cops (laughs) yeah that would also be real good it it was it's it's like the one it's like one of the jokes i think really stands up yeah in in that movie um so yeah i I love that kind of that that kind of thing so yeah you guys can have swords so i think i bought them swords which um, i read online so this is where i i was a ranger and this is where i got my stronghold and I was like, I thought it fucked up my stronghold, but it didn't. Oh, that yeah. might be an enhanced edition change. But I was like, mm. yeah, you guys can have swords. <laughs> Cut each other up. Fuck it up. Yeah. Well, I, I, think, I think so. Again, I, I write about this. I didn't give them anything. <laughs> like, yeah. Both of those are terrible ideas. Um, yeah. yeah it's, not, it's not good for kids to have swords. Yeah. What are they, Greg from Night in the Woods? Yeah. Don't go, don't go stab each other. <laughs> Please don't. Um, yeah. yeah I, I think they go off on a quest and you have to rescue them if you give them both. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember. I didn't do it this time, so I don't remember exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I believe it. Like they just they had the swords, but they just weren't drunk enough to go on the quest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you can go and check out the Ranger Protector's cabin. There's a note from Mazzy here, uh, the person who led the adventuring group, and she's found where the wolves live. So yes, this is it is the wolves. Umar is not really a factor. Uh, there's mm. just a pile of guts in her bed. Uh, it seems like she's been killed, but no, it's it's unrelated guts, mysterious guts. <laughs> yeah, extra guts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
so you, uh, you you find this note from Mazzy. It tells you where you're going. She's the person who led that adventuring group. Mm-hmm. Um, she's found out where the wolves live. Um, so you're going to head there. Um, you head to this area in the woods near this temple. And yes. the woods are full of, it's always dark here. Mm-hmm. It's full of wolves and shades and shadows. Yeah. Um, there's a wolf here you can run into, like the wolf lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can talk to her. And she says, like, no, this wasn't me. Um, I don't, you know, this isn't what we do. Um, we are uh, being corrupted. Right. My people are corrupted by by the shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, so you find this like big kind of prestige dungeon. Mm-hmm. You know, this temple underground. Yeah. A temple to Amantor, this forgotten sun god. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have to do kind of like, you know, so you get in there and you have to find these texts from around there to pass these rituals. You have to do this like kind of sun salutation. You have to do this awkward yoga pose <laughs> to uh to to do this thing. Uh to get these symbols, these pieces of uh, Amantor mm-hmm. to open in to get this layer of the dark one. Yes. This, uh, this creature that's actually causing this like eternal night. Um, you can also find on your way here, you find Mazzy who's locked up. Right. Um, and they've killed all of her companions. Right. Um, they're all dead and stuff. And so she's a little bit broken, but she's a really cool character. Like I like Mazzy a lot. Yeah. So she's a halfling, but she's an incredibly good fighter. Like she is not expect to be a thief like halflings yep. stereotypically are. Um, and she is, you know, kind of like animate in, in terms of being a paladin and everything but name mm-hmm. to an extent. Like she has uh paladin abilities just kind of baked into her. Yep. She just can't be a paladin because of D and D dumbness. Yes. You know, like fantasy racism. Um, and one of the things I like about her is everyone knows her. Right. Like I didn't take her this time because she was an archer. I took her for a little while and then I, I stopped, but everyone around knows her. Like Ribald knows her. Like she is a famous adventurer here. Mm-hmm. She's kind of on par with you, yeah. uh, which is kind of neat to see. Um, and like just people, you know, you run into her, uh, her like fans and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's kind of neat. Like somebody challenges her to an arm wrestling contest at some point. Like she, like she just seems like a fun, a fun lady. Yeah. Um, and if you have Corgan in the party with her, he hits on her relentlessly. That's yeah. It's, 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 gen- it's, it's, yeah. Gen- it's genuine too. It's not like he's just trying to get her goat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like a super strong woman. Yeah. You know, of course that's going to work for Corgan, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, so she's good. Um, mm-hmm. and, and mechanically, like she can be spec for frontline, but all of her specializations are in a bow. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I didn't take her because she's just a really good archer. And I, you know, that role has been spoken for. Yeah. Um, so she says, Hey, they've, you know, they've, they've twisted the remains of people, you know, in order to sacrifice them to the shade Lord. Oh, and the shade Lord has a pet shadow dragon. So we may be fucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do, you know, little side quests in here to get a warding stone that will keep the, uh, shadow dragon from attacking you. You can skip the fight. Yep. Yep. Or you can fight him. And we talked about, uh, dragon fights. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is actually, I think, find a little bit harder than Fearcrag. Um, even though it, I think it's technically easier just because he breathes acid and acid is a kind of powerful damage over time effect. Yeah. Um, um this game, so just, just a brief little rejoice. I love that there's no item durability in this. There's already oh, enough equipment management. Yeah, that would be that would be intolerable. Yeah, yeah, that was just like a real good like that would just, you know they just know that would add nothing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, so so yeah. the Shade Lord, their plan is to you know it's currently possessing the body of Morella and it's keeping Mazzy alive as this consort, basically a new body to jump into. You know, she is a worthy mm-hmm. warrior who can yep. walk walk around and spread corruption. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you get that warding stone by finding the bones of this, uh, you know, this person named, um, um, Amuana, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by giving those to a ghost, you find out that, oh, Amuana was the prophet of the sun God. Um, you, you know, and basically this is how you, know, you get the stone. Like yeah, essentially yeah. like, yeah, that's, that's how you get this thing to fight, you know, cause shadow versus the sun. Like yeah. you're, you're doing this whole thing that is, um, you know, trucking around in like 
the the footsteps of everything of like ancient gods and stuff like that, yeah, like yeah. dead gods. It's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. You know, the, these old uh, something is kind of hermit crabbed into this, um, you know, the, this uh, mythology mm-hmm. that's here and like using the pieces of this temple and stuff like that uh, for their own ends. Yeah. Um, In- including the weird little tiles that spell out a monitor's name. Yeah, I'm going to get one of those for my house. It's really easy, though, because you got a short name, but you just get through it, and then uh, then you can come in. Otherwise, flame strike. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you get in there. You, you walk over the titles that spell the god's name to get the final piece. Um, once you get all that stuff, you can go down into the basement and uh, run into the shadow dragon, whose name I'm not going to, tell, to pronounce. <laughs> uh, Faxal Cilia? Something like that. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. There's there's no uh, there's no vowels between X and L. Right. But that's, you know, so it's it's something like that um and the uh but you know so you can fight him or you can you can let him go and get past him um when you get up then you go back you exit up to the surface to an altar above um and there's the shadow lord there um who has turned one of mazzy's old companions into a shade as kind of lieutenant and you fight the shadow lord yes um once you uh fight the shadow lord and kill him uh, it turns the area into daytime um, and you can you can either do this, you, you know, the right thing is to say yes, but you can say no um, to Mazzy. Mazzy wants to turn this altar into a shrine to her fallen comrades. Yeah. Cost you um, nothing. You would only say no to be a dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and you can take Mazzy with you. As I mentioned, you've solved the uh, Umar Hills uh, kind of main conundrum, conundrum here. This is how you get the uh, the ranger stronghold, which we'll yeah. talk about in a moment. Um, also in town, um, there is a mage there. Uh who asked for mimic blood. Um, he's an interesting mage. Uh, when you outside of his house, there's a, a guy who's like, yeah, you know, I, I love this girl that's in there, but like her dad, her dad doesn't, <laughs> doesn't want to do with it. And you go in there and he's got a big golem he's making. And he's, uh, he's just like, I, I need mimic blood, you know, um, for this thing. I, need, I need mimic blood to, uh, to, to finish my, my daughter's walking, punching chastity belt. Yeah, exactly. And he's making this golem to protect his daughter's honor. Um, And this is the only mimic in the game. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's kind of weird. No mimics are actually just mimics. Like you Mm. go to a cave where you know there's a mimic there. Like no mimics (laughs) function as mimics. Yeah. And like it's it's a cool little set piece because you see the chest and it's, you know, strewn over a bunch of like adventure bones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks neat. Mm -hmm. But it's just like there are no there are no trap, you know, in in a proper way. But uh, you give him the blood and the stone golem goes crazy. And you have to kill it, and you can kind of leverage that to get him to lose a little control over, like you know, cede a little control over his daughter. Yeah, it's basically uh, <laughs> you need to you need to have some humility here. Like your your daughter needs to be your own person. Just fucking let up for like a second. Um, the uh, the ranger stronghold is pretty standard. Um, it is you just getting called back because of different um, you know, things like somebody comes and finds you in town and says, "Hey, Umar Hills needs your help." They didn't hang out there. just a cabin. Yeah. Like you get the old ranger protector's cabin um, and you get some items and stuff for doing this, uh, but it's not that interesting. Hmm. Um, the most interesting thing is that um, everyone thinks that the Umar witches come back. Um, and you have to go back to that uh, shadow temple and it has been kind of respect with new enemies hmm. um, that make it kind of interesting, but it is a reused level and it is a, uh, a sorceress lady. I can't remember her name right now, but she has um, she's using the legend to spook the people. Nice. She's just a powerful sorceress. And she's saying that she is the Umar witch hmm. to scare everybody. And you find um, journals and stuff that reference uh, that are clear references to the Umar to the, the Blair Witch Project. Oh, nice. But, the, you know, the Umar Witch Project is kind of funny. <laughs> um, the main reason why you do this the same way that you can get, you know, either an unending supply of potions or a staff of power from the mage stronghold. Um, is to get the Moon Dog figurine, which allows you to summon Moon Dog, and Moon Dog is extremely Who? powerful. And good, Moon Dog. Okay. Who is Moon Dog? Yeah. Um, he's extremely good. 
nice. I just found out you can get Golden Lion for doing the Druid Stronghold. So if I play this again in like seven years, I have to play as a Druid, even though I don't <laughs> like Druids, right. just to get Golden Lion Dog. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, I really want to talk about the, te- the Temple District and its main yeah. quest, the Cult of the Unseeing Eye. Yeah, this, this is, is, this really is MVP. One. I love this so much. <laughs> Yeah, this is probably I would probably agree that this is probably the best quest in in chapter two. Like there are things you can do that I like more, like you mechanically, like specking myself and trying to figure out how to kill, you know, liches and stuff is very fun to me because I like playing in this combat engine. As far as theming and stuff go and and overall story, this is the best one, I think. Like this has this has a lot of beats that are just like right in the pocket for me. Yeah, and yeah, for, super for, cool for stuff. you too. Like it's it's stuff that we like talking about and joking about. So like yep. I was when I was doing this, like I, I sent you a couple of messages. Like you you didn't fucking tell me they did this. Yeah, I wouldn't want. Really. <laughs> well, yeah, because you, you you run into it. Like it it you whenever you go to the temple district right away, um, you see a street preacher, Imgal. He has no eyes. His eyes have been plucked out. Uh huh. And he's preaching to people on the street about how like listen, people here worship false gods. Like you need to worship the cult of the unseeing eye and people initially are skeptical, but he starts winning people over. Yeah. And one of the, the priests, so this is the temple district. Like it's, it's lousy with temples mm-hmm. and uh, you know, a, a cleric comes up and starts trying to shut him down, but that it just makes it worse. Yeah. Yeah. Like because... People are like, let him talk. Like, you know, maybe he has a point, like don't try to control us. Yeah. And one of his main points is like, Oh, you know, like when, when was the last time one of these gods did, a- did anything for you? These temples just exist to make the priests rich. Yes, exactly. Which is a good, you, you know, know, good appeal in a corrupt city full of people who are hurting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like this, this city is lousy with fucking liches. Yeah. Like I don't, I wouldn't worship anything in this city. Like no. this is not, they're not taking care of their people. The fact that you can accidentally walk in on a lich, <laughs> like one out of every three doors leads to a lich. Like it is lich city, you know, do not um, play. So what you're saying is don't play. Let's make a deal. And yeah, the Montiel, don't take door number three. <laughs> like it just full of fucking. Lich. Yeah. Um, so you go there and you, you get hired by the temple at this point. Where they say, like, hey, um, we sent our man down to the sewer to investigate. You can join him, but, you know, we'd love it if you took care of this. And the sewer is under here. Um, there's lots of shit going on in the sewers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Raj Shaka who's here. This is where you get, um, you find, uh, or what's his head is? Um, I can't remember. Here, Delise, mm-hmm. uh, the, like, the little wizard stronghold near. Yeah. And you got Keldor in the Paladin, um, you know, who I, I went here very early because he was a main component of my party. Right. So... Yeah. No. <laughs> so uh, he, you can either let him go on his way or bring him into your party. I, I had no place for him, so I just sent him off. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have no no idea where he is now. I don't know if I could find him if I, if I wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you're headed into kind of the sewers below the sewers. These old tunnels past, you know, cool graffiti that is, you know, just the sign of the eye. Um, yeah. And <laughs> you go through this gas chamber trap, you know, where they, they really... Uh, want to attract new new worshippers, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just uh, it's out there in front, but you find like where this cult is set up, and it's super easy just to say, "Oh, I'm curious about the cult. Can I see? <laughs> can I see what you guys are all about?" Just subscribe to your newsletter. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, let's uh, let's leader. Yeah, just lets you walk around. Yep. Um, and he will give you uh, a thing. He says, like, listen, you know, if you really want to join, you're going to need to go even deeper and get pieces of this rod. For me, listen, I like rods. There's a rod that I want. Give me that rod. Um, as you head down there, you meet these apostates. Like, just below there, there's a tomb uh, that has part. There's a lich fight right here. Because, again, right. Walter's Gate, you're um, full of fucking liches. Um, this game named Cesar. This guy named Cesar. And he says, like, listen, the cult god is actually Beholder. And the object you're sent is a rod that is so powerful it is broken in two and hidden. 
Right. Like you cannot give the beholder this. No. Uh, and it's all these people who have no eyes who have like woken up. Right. And like they live in this like tomb and they're all like naked and destitute and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and it's because they plucked out their eyes for this fucking cult. And like the <laughs> you know, cult doesn't have a good retirement plan. Or <laughs> no, there's, a, there, there's no real end game. Well, if you if you if you serve if you if you serve the unseeing one, it gives you powers to kind of compensate for it. If you leave as grace, yeah. then. You know, all of a sudden yep. you're left with no eyes. You're blind and you live like right next to a lich. Can you imagine like having a, a chet, like a tomb right next to you that if you open it, there's a lich and like trying to live there? <laughs> you know, like it'd be like having one cabinet. <laughs> they're, 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 you know? super, they're the other, like they're, they're super blase about it. Like, you know, every, uh, you know, every apartment I've ever been in has had that one light switch that you can't turn off or else it'll like mm-hmm. shut down an outlet that has something important in it. Like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, just don't don't touch that. Like, they just have like a like a little piece of masking tape over the lich's sarcophagus. Like, yeah, please don't open that. <laughs> yeah, like a little post it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The, um, and he, he does mention it. He says, don't open the sarcophagus, yeah. <laughs> which is very funny. Like, yeah. we just, yeah, please don't open our, our unleashing a lich. That's part <laughs> yeah. of a quest uh, with King out the lich, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, which we, we might talk about in chapter six because you we, don't want to do it now. To. Yeah, we're going to. Yeah, you don't want to do it now. Oh. Um, below the old tunnels, um, there's another temple to a forgotten god. And I love this. Like, this is four layers deep. Yep. <laughs> like, I'm um, just being built on, like, you know, underground cities from, like, the ancient past. Mm-hmm. Like and this uh, this temple is presided over by these like these uh, characters called the diseased ones. Uh huh. Um, and you talk to them and you think that you're going to get into a fight, but you're not. No. Um, they are cursed to never die. Um, they just rot physically and mentally. Like they're kind of they're hollow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like they're 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 super fatalistic, which you would be, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they they you know they they no longer they they no longer speak the name of their god except in a curse. And mm-hmm. when you say like, Hey, I can solve this problem. They're like, no, you cannot. And will not. Yeah. Um, when you walk inside, you go inside the temple. They're like, yeah, you, you ask them, is there anything to see around here? And like, well, there's you and you're nothing special. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's like the tone is very, like, it's a little bit funny, but also it's cool shit because it's, you know, cursed to forever, uh, you know, to lose all their memory as a forever guardian. Yeah. Once you go inside, um, there's a guardian of the temple, this thing called the empathetic, uh, projection <laughs> yep or uh, yeah empathic projection yeah it's like a big winged demon kind of thing um yeah. that says like you know i feed on hate you know if you you know you, if you attack me it only it only helps me so you got to do the old uh you got to do the old final Little fantasy season. undead trick you know heal it yeah heal it to kill it yep you heal it and it will and it dies yeah and then the avatar of this god appears uh and he says like yeah like myself and my followers have been bound to guard this place but we've uh, my followers have forgotten me um, so I am just barely being kept alive long, very barely being kept on life support. Right. Like it's not enough to kill me. Like I'm not going to actually fade away, but I am in this weird like purgatory. Yeah. It's like a Prometheus kind of thing. Like that thing that you killed, it's the manifestation of their loathing for their God. who's kept them yeah. in this, you know, in the, in this horrible purgatory. It just appears and kills the avatar over and over again. Yep. Yeah. So he, you say like, Hey, you know, I can, this might help you. Like, I'm going to try to help you. I'm going to try to kill that beholder. Give me part of the thing. Right. You know? So uh, he gives you the the root device, and he says, "Like, listen, you have to bring this back. Right. Like afterwards, like if I destroy this, my my followers will be released. Right? Because there's nothing left to guard. You know, if you yep. if you get rid of this, uh, get rid of this artifact. Yep. Uh, so the, uh, the the apostates, they've got a man on the inside. They've got Tad. Yeah, Tad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my man, Tad. You mean listen? Todd? There are Tads and Tacys. Those are the only kinds of people in this world. Like <laughs> an, I've been talking to Animan, and he tells me that uh, Tads and Tacys are the enemy. Jesus. So the, um, the four Animans forums have been <laughs> very informative. <laughs> That's, 
um but he knows uh so it's like you need to find the the rod when you go into the cult and you can walk around it a little bit like they say like hey don't talk to you know you don't want to give the rod like you, you can give the rod if you want to <laughs> to gail don't give the rod to gail avoid gail go into the cult compound and find tad tad says the other half of the rod is in the pit of the faithless <laughs> um and uh you know there's that's a big corpse pit yeah, well, so that like the to join the cult, you have to have your eyes taken out. If you don't survive that process, then they just yep. throw your body uh, down to be yep. devoured into the corpse chute. Yeah, uh, and uh, so you go down to the corpse chute, and there is a little miniature undead city yeah. that has started from here from like the faithless who have survived or didn't <laughs> you know, didn't survive the eyeball plucking. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know, I don't know why undead spontaneously appear mm-hmm. in, in forgotten realms you know but there's a weird little undead city down here <laughs> yeah like um, one of the guys when he encounters you either they aggro because you're walking on their turf he says oh i've got to go warn the mayor you go inside well these are undead they want to maintain some of their dignity they want to be civilized they have a source of food you know like mm-hmm. just the, whatever the beholder doesn't eat they get uh in return they cleanse the beholder yeah <laughs> i love that he's yeah. like what um the uh but and they're they're you know you try to negotiate with them but they cannot like live flesh is is like a delicacy they've not had too much yeah so it's too much so they attack you and you have to fight them yeah yeah. um and this segues into a beholder maze which is made of flesh and has lots of anuses that are opening and closing Mm -hmm. and it's shaped like a beholder uh Uh, you'll go back to the monster my podcast beholder that's special we talked about the book yeah we talked about like a beholder's lair and Mm -hmm. this is that um, and this is your first time fighting beholders, which are a major enemy that you cannot fuck with. Yeah. Um, in this game, um, there's lots of uh, this. So this is based on your level, like what level of uh, beholders there are. Mm-hmm. Um, Gouths, which are the little miniature beholders, are pretty fine, but regular beholders uh, just get a thousand cast per round. Yeah. Then um, they will destroy you. Like, uh, like you know, fuck they, you up shit. It, it's like it's like fighting a wizard that can cast a bunch of spell. It's like fighting a wizard that is always contingency. Um, yes. Yeah, constantly I, casting harm on you. Yeah, I took your I took your advice and I saved up and bought the uh, the the shield of Balderon, uh, which reflects all beholder rays. So it immediately made them uh, made made this trivial. I just sent Corgan out alone to kill all these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's, there's a couple different ways you can do it. It's kind of I forgot to buy the the shield of Balderon, um, even before I left. Like I didn't buy it before here because I don't think I had the cash because I wanted to get Keldorn early, uh-huh. um, and stuff. So uh trying trying to game this is really interesting um what i ended up doing was uh sending in invisible characters to scout doing a trick from from dan simpson's pack which is when you find a nest of enemies leave um an arrow on the ground hmm. to mark it because that will still show up in the fog of war oh nice and then you can cast spells from a distance and direct summoned creatures there and beholders have a quirk of their ai in that they don't waste spells on summons hmm um, so I could, you, I just kind of hung out in the vestibule of this and sent a bunch of skeleton warriors and bears and shit. Um, and beholders just tried to gnaw on them, <laughs> you know, and could not, could not kill them. So, but it was, it was real, you know, it was tough. Like it was, you know, gaining ground really slowly. A couple of times, you know, I tipped my hand, would send in my summoner or something like that a little bit too, too close to the edge and would have to fight some beholders and get pretty hurt. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, see, and we'll be fighting beholders later as well yeah. beholders are a big deal and they just look beautiful in this like they're just little sprites but like <laughs> i love the little guys yeah super goofy so looking it's good yeah i love beholders <laughs> yeah uh but ultimately you go down you pick up the piece of the wand and the unseeing eye comes out he is a tougher beholder um yeah 
would be tough if I did not have that shield, but it kind of made it trivial. That's fine. Well, the uh, and you were also not really meant to fight him. You use the uh, rod on him. Oh yeah, and it yeah, knocks yeah. him down to one hit point, and then you just have to hit him once. Yeah. Um, you know, once you kill him, uh, and then uh, the cult, uh, you go upstairs and everyone's freaking out yeah. <laughs> because like, hey, that you you killed our god. Yeah. You know. So, um, uh, you, I, I went up and finished them off because, well, yeah, fuck, fuck are, are, are they going to reintegrate? Like, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think so. Yeah. And I took the completed rod back down to, uh, the worshipers, you know, down to the diseased ones. Um, and in order to give, in order to give him enough power, in order to give the, the, the avatar enough power to destroy the rod, they have to call out his name. Um, and mm-hmm. it's a monitor, uh, yeah. the, the, the sun God that the temple that we went to in the Umar Hills was dedicated to. Mm-hmm. So it's super neat that there's that connection. We understand basically where he went and why he stopped being a thing in the Pantheon. Yeah. It's super cool. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a really, really great little quest. Um, you know, and great for just like, it feels just like a module. Yeah. You know, if it's a couple of different dungeons that are all like relatively short, a little intrigue, a little like sneaking around, you know, it's really good. Yeah. Extremely good quest. Um, another quest you can do here that is less good, but still uh, mechanically kind of necessary or powerful is uh, going to the Temple of Helm and uh, running to this guy named Guardian Telwyn, who says, like, listen, there's this guy in town named Sir Sarles. He's a master artist and craftsman. We want him to make an artifact for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But other temples are putting in this thing. Go talk to him. Right. And uh, you go to them. You talk to him. He's a he's a dickhead. And he will only work in this material, this illithium. Uh, uh, Yes. Uh, that is like pure illithium he wants. Yes. Um, there's an ore merchant in Joaquin's promenade you can go to, and he needs 200 pounds of it. And she's like, nobody can get 200 pounds <laughs> I can, of it. I can get 50 pounds a season. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? And um, uh, he gives you, she gives you an option. She says, like, I can make you an alloy of this, or um, you can uh, go find my source and see if they can do better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did both. I told her to make the alloy. Um, a, a, because I was spoiled and knew that I wanted the uh, the actual ore for myself. Um, mm-hmm. So I went to Ungar Hildark, this uh, Dwergar, you know, underdark dwarf uh, in disguise at the copper coronet. He says, yeah, I, I don't have any lithium for you. Uh, former mm-hmm. former associate of mine stole the shipment. It's lost to me. So you just go get it. Mm-hmm. And uh, this associate is this character named Neb, who is also from Baldur's Gate 1. Hmm. Um, this is Neb the Child Killer, oh. uh, who is like kind of a serial killing character in Baldur's Gate 1. Charming. Um, and when you go there, Minsk remembers him. Hmm. Uh, and does not like that this dude is, you know, oh, it's like, it's that child killer. We let get away in the first game. Right. He's got to go. Was he, was he a party member? No, no, no. Okay. He, he was, he was an antagonist. Okay. Um, and he summons the ghost of children to fight you. Yeah. Uh, in this fight, which is like kind of crazy. Like <laughs> he's a child. I didn't know you could get, do that for killing children. I didn't know that was a reward. Um, but yeah, he gets that reward. You get summons mm-hmm. when you kill kids, I guess yeah. in Baldur's Gate. Um, so you get that out that uh, you get the the pure stuff. You get the alloy. The gamey way to do it is keep the pure stuff because we can use it to upgrade a powerful item. Um, and you give Sir Charles the alloy, and he does not like it. He wants to work uh, in the lithium. Um, his work cannot be spun, uh, smudged. Yes, you know it cannot uh, merit, bear another mortal's hands. He leaves in a huff. Yeah. The kind of joke ending to this is when you take that back to the temple. They just like the lump of alir- lithium. <laughs> yep. They're like, you know, Helm is rough hewn. Helm yeah, is not yeah. pretentious. You know. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and it's funny. So you you hand it over, and they're like, "Ah, yes, we will display this." Uh, and Yoshimo says, "If we knew their taste was that bad, we really could have saved ourselves a lot of trouble." Yeah, we just give them anything. The um, <laughs> the the lithium is used. Um, you get a mace of disruption uh, in the uh, the tombs, the the guild war tombs that mm-hmm. we go to in chapter three, and that can be upgraded. Mm. 
So um, I guess because maybe it's not as useful for you because uh, you're not going to fight as many vampires as I am yeah. in this game. Like, you're still going to fight vampires, but um, the Maze of Disruption uh, with the uh, Iliathim, uh, you can upgrade it to a plus two and also makes it uh, the holder immune to level drain. Hmm. So uh, that's obviously very powerful. And the Mace of Disruption, uh, if it hits an undead, they have to make a save or be destroyed. Oh, nice. And in Baldur's Gate, anything that happens on hit will just happen all the time. Nice. So. Yeah. No, I I still want to upgrade that and give it to Viconia, uh, specifically mm-hmm. because level drain on her is a real problem because it just gets rid of spell slots that and, are and really useful. Will, they're good for all undead. Like, you'll yep. face other undead. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, there's another mission you can do, which involves uh, de- dealing with some intertemple intrigue. Uh, somebody has stolen a ring from the Church of Lathander, the Dawn God. Uh, turns out that it was, you know, just the people from the Church of Talos. You just have to go and find the, the evil, evil god. Yeah, the, the evil god. god yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can. It, it's it's funny. You can go and talk to the person who you know one of the smugglers who has possession of the ring right now, and he says, "All right, well, here's a test. Will you swear? You know, will you swear that you have allegiance to Talos? If you actually do that, then you know it shouldn't be a problem. You can if you do not worship Talos, and Talos will strike you down. Mm. <laughs> I, I, that's pretty good. I actually missed this. I didn't know this mm. was a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I missed it. I just didn't look at a wiki or something like that and just forgot to ask Telwin for for more work. Yeah. Um, and if you actually do worship Talos, uh, then that is a way to short circuit the quest and get the ring. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. stuff. Um, did you do the hunt and arg for the Order of the Radiant Heart? I did. Um, it's another it's interesting. Um, a, a bunch of fallen paladins have banded together and become kind of like smugglers hmm. and general shitheads. Um, so it's this weird thing that's like a mechanical effect that they're taking into account in the fiction. Hmm. Um, and they, uh, you go to them and you kind of, he wants you to infiltrate them. Um, you talk to a lieutenant and he uh, looks at Keldor and he's like, aren't you familiar? And, and Keldor says, no, you know, I'm not familiar. <laughs> they say, okay, go infiltrate the uh, Order of the Radiant Heart and get uh, this cup, a uh, special cup. You go back and you talk to your man on the inside. He says, okay, well, as long as you give it back, you can just have the cup and just pretend like you stormed the compounder stole it. Hmm. You go back to him, you give him the cup and he summons his boss and you're supposed to go and do like, go to his house and do a job for him or something like that. But he, he recognizes Keldorn hmm. and says like, talks to his lackey and he's like, Hey, you idiot. Don't you recognize Keldorn? And he's like, I'm really, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And they're like, okay, well, I guess we're doing this. Yeah. And you get into a big street fight with a bunch of former paladins. Yeah. Um, so that's really all it is. There's not too much to it, but it is neat again that like having Keldorn has consequences in your party. That's good. Like he will short circuit your uh, decisions and he will short circuit some quests just because of who he is. Like his moral code is strong enough to influence mechanics. That's good. Yeah. In the game. Like it's pretty neat. Hmm. So yeah, nothing too special, but it's, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the docks. The docks. Um, mm-hmm. So the first quest that we're going to talk about here is Jahira's quest ultimately and deals with the Harpers in Afkatla. It doesn't mm-hmm. start right away. Like you can't just walk up and take the quest. You have to actually get a random encounter in between areas in the city to rescue Renf- Renfeld, this poisoned man who, you know, who's being, uh, you know, uh, captured by these, uh, by, by, by these beggars or, you know, brigands, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you rescue him and he says, Hey, I need you to take me to this house, which turns out to be the Harper's stronghold. You know, he was, he, he was part of this Harper group. Uh, so you deliver it, things are fine. And you meet somebody named Czar, uh, who flags you down and says, yeah, my friend Monty, he's been 
kidnapped and he's being held hostage by the Harpers. I need you to try and get in there and get, get him back. Yep. And Zara and, and Monteron are from the first game. They're the first two uh, companions you run into in Baldur's Gate 1. Hmm. Um, it's an evil necromancer and an evil little fighter guy hmm. um, here. Um, but And all my characters didn't want to do this because he's <laughs> obviously a necromancer. Right. But, um, you know, and and nobody really trusts the Harpers either. They're a little bit like the Cowled Wizards and that. Like, they're less evil. Mm-hmm. You know, they are like a force for good. But people recognize that they're not exclusively a force for good. Like, they right. are secretive. Real meddlesome. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you go to the, the leader and you have to kind of just say like, hey, I know that's a Harper compound. Let me in. <laughs> you know, like, I just want to take a look around. Like, it's real shady. Um, and he says, like, OK, OK, OK. Like, don't keep your voice down. Listen, there's an evil mage uh, that's been making these creatures. These uh, like undead abominations on the dock. Um, go and uh, kill them. Uh, <laughs> so you go there. Um, he has two apprentices and uh, they think that you were sent by their master to test them you kill them uh, that's your job so you can get back into the harper hall yeah we can talk about it now like because xar talks about it when you bring monty back no this is his lab yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, this, this whole this whole thing is a cool setup yeah. like, this is all pretty good actually yeah <laughs> um yeah um so inside the harper hall everyone's acting a little bit strangely like they're like you know we can't tell you what's on the second floor uh-huh. we're all wearing this necklace and you can loot the place and go through uh, everything but essentially what you want to try to find is a harper necklace right uh, to wear yeah um, and that, once you put this on like the guardians on the second floor won't fight you yeah so just you know as the as a harper hall it is presided over by spectral over by force ghosts of harper's past uh mm-hmm. who mostly speak in riddles and just you know it's, it's mostly just bullshit uh you, you do not find Mont- monty up here instead you find a bird uh <laughs> you know you well, find and documents that suggest that monty has been like they say like we you know, we transformed the the thief and uh, put him hope, in a golden we hope he likes bird that. feed or something like that yeah. yeah yeah uh you take him back to czar uh and so czar says okay well i'll transform him back no the bird isn't monty it's a harper assassin named lucette this was all a big setup czar was spying mm-hmm. on the harpers and creating these beasts in order to sell for a, in order to sell to the highest bidder uh the harpers knew this and knew that we would be suggestible they used us yep yep to destroy his lab and destroy him so pretty great you know, and there's like this fun little loose end of this asshole from the first game, <laughs> you know, who, who who gets taken out. Yeah. Um, pretty great. Um, there's more to do with this if you have Jahira in your party, but you'll have to speak to this because I don't, this might be Baldur's Gate 2 content I've never done. I don't think I've ever kept Jahira on my party. It's super bad. I don't like Is this it? at all. Yeah. Okay. So mechanically, it's really bad because it takes a bunch of time uh, and mm-hmm. Jahira like leaves your, leaves your party an awful lot. Mm-hmm. um so it's a big deal like she could be she you know very well could be your cleric yes she like could, she's a druid but she could be your healer yes essentially yeah uh so somebody from the harper shows up moronia saying like hey we, you know, we need an audience with you jahara leaves the party um and then later comes back and says yeah we need you know like our main character we, we need you back there the leader of this branch is Gal- galvary um, he says he starts asking you a bunch of questions and basically twisting everything that you say into proof that you're evil, like to the point where he asks you what your favorite color is. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I, I said blue and like oh, blue, the, the, the color of sorrow, blah, blah. I reloaded and I said black. Mm. I guess black, the color of the abyss and like your heart. And you're like, yeah. why are you trying to railroad him? Uh, what he is trying to do, he wants to capture you. Uh, because you are a ball spawn, he knows that he wants to imprison you leagues under the earth uh, in order to contain the chaos that you might sow. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is just the product of pure ambition. He wants to establish himself as the herald of Adkatla. 
um, mm. and Jahira uh, stands with me against them as they as they attack, and this marks her as you know a killer of Harpers, and so you end up fighting other Harper people uh, just on the streets of Athkatla, you know, a mm. couple of days you know later, and then be, until you deal with this, um, so it's just a whole bunch of waiting and a whole bunch of just like losing losing Jahira, um, you know, uh, a guy named Derman. She's come. doing her other job, like you should have had her. Sign one of those non-competition agreements or whatever. Like <laughs> yeah. you cannot have a second job if it interferes with your first job. Deal, right? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, but yeah, a guy named Durbin comes says, Hey, you, you know, like just, we're, we're going to keep hunting you because of, because of this Jahira renounces her life as a Harper, because what they are doing is not justice. You know, it's just mm. not, it's, it's not good. If this is, if this is what Harper's Harper's are. Um, and then ultimately, uh, when Jahira comes later, when Dermot comes, Jahira leaves the party. Like she leaves when you rest. Um, a man named Terminsel, which is an anagram of Elminster, mm -hmm. lol, um, arrives. Says, "Hey, here, here's a note that I received. She's gone to the Harpers to be executed. Oh. Uh, it's it's like a farewell note that 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 was sent here. You go and rescue her. She says, "Hey, this isn't you know these aren't Harpers. And I know that because the Spectral Harpers have left." You know? mm -hmm. So we end up fighting these mercenaries on the way out and kill Derman and Jahira is just incredibly distraught over the fact that she has left not just her husband behind, you know, after, after Irenicus killed her, killed him, uh, but also she has, you know, left the Harpers kind of the only way of life that she has known. Um, and then a lot later, Terminsel will appear again and say like, Hey, do you think you made the right decision? I just want to find out, you know, like did you, did, did, did you make the right decision by choosing this ball spawn over the Harpers, you know, over, over this organization that I created? Uh, my reputation was not high enough to make this a good thing to make her, to make her answer unequivocally a yes. So it's just mm -hmm. kind of like, okay, well you just think on that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If it's if it's high enough, you get a you get a um a Harper's pin, which gives you a bunch of buffs and things. But mm. does she yeah. when she leaves the Harper's, does she lose her Harper's call like ability? I haven't checked. Like, did you? Okay, because that's like it's interesting. It's the earliest way you can get a raise. Hmm. Like it will raise dead. Oh, nice. the Harper's call. So yeah. like she can be useful for that. Like if you're not just reloading, um, yeah. and that's definitely like a thing with. You know, I, I talked to a game about how easy the Lich fights were for me. Like, they're not easy. I just win them. Yeah. But I usually a couple people die. Yeah. So I, I got a lot of use out of it. You get a rod of resurrection from one of these things. Yeah. And I was getting a lot of use out of that thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. One thing that's kind of annoying. So, like, I, I like being able to have somebody who can go. And because Jahir is redundant, you know, since I have uh, Viconia, I wanted to discard her so I could take Val Valgar with me. Mm -hmm. um, and she says, I gave up everything for you. If you, if you send me away, you're never going to get me back. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. so like, I don't want to lose you forever. So I guess I'll keep you here. You're like you can, you can fit in the party just fine. I really wish I had Valgar, but okay. Yeah. That she's kind of manipulating you. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting though. That's an interesting arc for her. Yeah. To, like lose everything and not be sure about it. Yeah. You know, that's more interesting than that. My experiences with, you know, with Jahira. Yeah. Generally. Yep. So, yeah. So um, there's also a quest where she gets cursed, which I've also haven't done. Cause I just never take Jahira with me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can, I can go through this real, real, real quick. Uh, if you take Jahira into the bar, that's in, uh, that, that is in, uh, the docks area. There's an mm -hmm. old enemy of hers, this guy named Bear Employer, who is a slaver who, who works in Kalimshan. He curses her because, uh, you know, she basically ruined his life by exposing him as being a slaver. 
uh, you know, and just doing what Harpers do. So he places this curse. She's going to die in two in-game weeks um, mm. if she does not if she does not lift this. So you have to um, follow this guy. Or you have to f- follow this guy around. Figure out that he's working with a particular kind of mage. You can pay them to not help Ployer. Uh, mm. So when you ultimately go to take him down and get the lock of hair back to lift the curse, uh, <laughs> he will say, "Aha! I have you cornered. I summon my help." Um, and nobody arrives and it's just fighting a solo mage fight. <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah. That's real good. Yeah. You can pay a bunch more money to have the mages kill him in that battle, but like I can deal with them. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. The other so, big quest here in the docks is, um, something to do with the shadow thieves. This is how you get your thieves guild stronghold. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually really cool. Mm-hmm. I think like, this is a great, uh, that's also how you run into Edwin. Um, I think this is really great. Yeah. Uh, so you, you head here to the Shadow Thieves um, and, you know, one of the, the major guilds and stuff. And the guild I ultimately ended up working for in Chapter 3. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. Good, the good path, I guess. Um, and uh, the uh, and you find out from Shimo, like, he says, like, actually, like, you know, I was um, pressed into service. Yeah. You're on y- your way in. Yoshimo was freelancing here, but then they caught him and tried to basically put a debt. Uh, put put a debt over him just yeah we need to go do a job for these guys we need we need to do a job for renal blood scalp yeah blood uh, and- <laughs> scalp, which is funny. like they draw a line under that like yeah, he, yeah. he is the front of the, the thing and he is there to be scary yeah yeah like you don't know that right away but like that's why he's called that because it's just there for tourists yeah and they, they say as much too it's actually much more subtle than that mm-hmm. um we talked to blood scalp scalp uh <laughs> he says like listen one of our guild house leaders is a guy named mavar he's getting a little big for his britches i don't have proof Mm-hmm. Like I need you, I'm going to send you over with transfer paperwork and you're going to be, go undercover. Right. Uh, there. So you go there to there, you speak to his man, Gorch, <laughs> my, my man, Gorch, yeah. you Gorch it up <laughs> and, the, and you talk to Mavar and Mavar is everything you don't want in like an evil thief. Right. Like he's a shitty sadist. He's torturing somebody when you come in mm-hmm. and uh, he gives you a bunch of loyalty jobs to join the guild. Yeah. So prove like, you're not a cop. Take this hit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you go and you steal, you steal a necklace from a sleeping priestess of Talos. That's fine. Fuck Talos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mavar, he's got, he's, he's got two, he's got fingernails to pull. So he, he hands you over to Edwin, uh, who does not really remember you. Uh, Minx yeah. loses his shit because Edwin wanted to kill his, his, his ward. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Kill a diner. Um, so, uh, Edwin is the second in command here and he gives you a series of, of jobs here. Mm-hmm. Essentially, he says, like, hey, this cowled wizard is surveilling me. Go kill them. On this guy named Rayek uh, Gethis. Um, you go there, uh, and he, you know, it's a big fight full of methods and golems. It's difficult. It's a mage fight. Yeah. Um, you, you finish that off. Um, the next job is to get these documents from this merchant at the, uh, the inn in the docks. Um, you can go buy the documents. You can kill them. You can threaten him for the documents. You don't no. have to kill him if you don't want to. Um, and then he, sa- uh, he says, like, hey, there's actually a traitor of the guild, this guy named Embarl. And you go to him and he says, like, I'm not a traitor. Like, I overheard Mavar talking about overthrowing the guild. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so you can decide to kill him because, yeah, I really like, I really have to cut of this Mavar's jib. Or you can just take his dagger and say, yeah, just get out of town. Well, yeah. You're, you're going to yep. be fine. Don't let the sun sit on you. Yeah. Um, here, uh, sit on you. So uh, you head back to uh, to Edwin. Edwin says, okay, well, now that this is happening, like, I know you're not a shadow thief. Mm-hmm. Like, I want in on the action. Yeah. You know, and this is where you can recruit him. Um, and you know, he just wants in one on whatever you're doing. He knows you're a very powerful being regardless. Yeah. Um, and then uh, if you don't cut me in on this, like I'll expose you. 
this, but I will give you the key to get the evidence you need. Yes. So you get yeah. into his lockbox and you find the papers that you need, uh, take it back. You have the proof and then you've got to go clean this place out. Yep. And you go fight all these guys. Uh, I like tossing a cloud kill down the hallway. Oh yeah. Uh, takes care of all problems. <laughs> so, and that's actually, we're going to leave it here. We were originally going to go through all of chapter two and three, but this game is so big. Yeah. Um, it's good. Like it's, it's been a fun, lively discussion, but like, you know, three hours is a good amount of hours for an episode. Yeah. And the next episode is covering a lot of geography and a lot of story stuff, but there's just less quests. Yes. So I think, it, I think this stuff can safely go in the, uh, into the next episode. Yeah. So we have one more big area that we're going to do next time in chapter two, we're going to do trade meet and then, uh, talk about the guild wars. Uh, and then the, we're going to continue into chapters four and five. Yep. So for people playing along, that is uh, pirate Island, uh, spell hold, uh, the Saga Hen City and the Underdark. Yes. Um, so that'll all be next episode. Um, I'm excited for you to get to that stuff. Me too. Mm-hmm. I, love um, the you will, I think you will really dig the Underdark. Yeah. So, um, yeah. If you, uh, if you have anything to say about these things, you still have time. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. The deadline for responses for Baldur's Gate 2 is December 15th. Yes. So please go to um, duckfeed.tv slash contact and send us your thoughts and we're going to put those responses at the end of part four there will be no dedicated responses episode for this mm-hmm. um that's also uh if you have anything to say about river city ransom final fantasy 10 or owl boy uh that deadline is january 15th and that email address is duckfeed.tv slash contact yes uh, please go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and check out the different reward tiers and things like that. Uh, that is our primary source of income um, that mm-hmm. lets us do. I mean, I, I put 40 hours into this game over the past week. Um, yeah. You know, it just uh, it, it lets us dedicate the time to do stuff like this. Yep. Tis a job. Yes. Um, you know, so that uh, that helps us uh, pay rent and stuff. Mm-hmm. We really, really do appreciate it. Um, yeah. If I... You know, mark your calendars for this. At the time you're hearing this, there's still time to uh, to mark your calendars, I guess, mm-hmm. for DuckStream, our yearly charity stream mm-hmm. uh, that we do for the Transactive Gender Center here in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, it's going to be the weekend uh, that's going to be on the 14th, 15th, and 16th. Yes, of December, uh, 48 hours of live streaming stuff. Yes, from various DuckFeed people, uh, all going to a great cause. Yeah, uh, it's always a good time. Watch us get loopy on too little sleep, and I've never found the right combination of food to eat that does not make me sick so yeah yeah i'm planning on eating some real garbage uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna be a real like garbage disposable but as a yeah. person yeah. Um, yeah so that's that's gonna happen yeah looking forward to that yeah. and then of course like ratings reviews telling your friends about it all that stuff is very appreciated yeah. um you know we really like that yeah um yeah we have cool things we have like games we talked about doing for 2019 um it's all good stuff so we're really excited about it. And uh, yeah, and happy holidays to everybody as well. Yes. Just in advance. Or, you know, Hanukkah. Oh, uh, started or soon. Started today, actually, yeah, as we're recording. So happy Hanukkah. Yeah. So, yeah, so. wish you uh, what, whatever uh, winter holiday you uh, celebrate, or if you do not celebrate one at all, just be happy, be warm, and be safe. Absolutely. Um, and until next time, uh, what should they watch out for? Mm, watch out for watch out for Moondog. Who is Moondog? Who is watch out who is, for? Who I, is Moondog? Watch I, out for uh, Skull Trap. I, I yeah, in general. Uh, but yeah. no, I am the one who skull traps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>